Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The FBI has searched the home of Joe Biden. Now, I call it a raid because when they searched the home of Donald Trump, they called it a raid. But when they searched the home of Joe Biden, they said it was a planned search. No big deal. In reality, it's effectively the same thing. They're searching his house again to try and find more classified documents. And I wonder if this has something to do with the fact that uh, some Hunter Biden emails surfaced and it looks like Hunter Biden had access to classified information somehow. Very strange indeed. Well, I don't know exactly what's going on or why. Some people think it's that the deep state's trying to remove Joe Biden because he is going to be running in 2024. So his team says administration. That's what that's what it's looking like. We got a a story about a crying chief of staff saying he's going to be with him when he runs or something like that. So maybe the deep state really does want to get rid of him. It's the only way they can do it. Or I actually think this may be a cover up. We're learning now that the National Archives were barred from telling the world, telling the American people that they were searching the home of Biden for these classified documents and, in fact, found some. Now, who would tell them to do it? It had to be Merrick Garland or Joe Biden. So it looks like the reason they searched his house is because they're working at his behest, trying to cover it up, collect the documents and stop the story from getting out. And that's exactly what they did. And now that the midterms are over, the story has gotten out only because CBS News reported on it. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about whether or not he's going to run. We got Donald Trump declaring war on the culture war. Apparently, Trump's going to make his key issues all about culture war stuff. And we've already started to see it. So this should be pretty interesting. And then we got Taiwan on high alert. Power goes out the LA air at LAX, LA airport. Some people are concerned, maybe cyber attack. And then we have this really crazy story. It's, it's kind of e-drama, celebrity gossipy. But it's interesting because it's about AI deep fake porn and how like, some Twitch streamers are crying because they're, they've been deep faked or whatever. So uh, let's, let's talk about how the future is going to get crazy. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work directly. Click that Join Us button and you can support not only this show, the videos I make over at YouTube.com slash TimCast and TimCast News, the website, but you're helping with our cultural endeavors. So we're going to be setting up a physical space where it's the coffee shop. We have, we've already got the building, the contractors coming in. We're going to start doing the construction. Plus we have free Damistan. It is nearing completion. This would be, it's going to be really exciting. We're going to be launching a morning show, a skate show, tons of really awesome stuff. And it's all thanks to you. These things take time. Plus, of course, we have the fact checking nonprofit, which is currently going through the filing process. And it's really, it's, it's, it's difficult to do these things because we have to file in every single state. It's, it's ridiculous, but uh, we're working on it. We're getting there. And with your support, we're going to get these things done. So So thank you so much for being a member. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about all of this and more is Samira Khan. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. So uh, who are you? What do you do? Uh, I'm an independent journalist as of right now, but uh, I used to work for RT in DC. I was their Washington correspondent for a little bit. And uh, yeah, I've been in the game for a little while and uh, I find it really interesting. Now, I used to uh, be in the like progressive left. I was very involved with the Bernie Sanders campaign. And then recently, I think with um, the country moving, I guess, left, uh, I guess I've taken more of like a centrist position and I've gotten pretty anti-left. So uh, yeah, that's my background. 
Anti-woke uh, anti journalist, is that it? Pretty much, pretty yeah. much anti-woke journalist. But uh, I uh, used to focus more so on foreign policy, but I'm also, like Trump, getting more so into the culture war. I find seems, that really interesting. Seems, and it's the same thing, right? Culture war, they're, they're also using in foreign policy, so on and so yeah. forth, so... Seems fitting for this show, so thanks yeah. for thanks for joining us. Should of be course, blessed. We got Hannah Claire Brimlow. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I need a longer intro. So yeah, develop something. I'm I'm kind of in your boat, Hannah Claire. Uh, I'm Ian Crossum. Got nothing to say too much, Samira. We talked a little bit about your last name, Khan. Yeah. Maybe you come from Genghis. Yeah, I mean, if he's my ancestor, that would be super based. That's hardcore. Yeah. Well, good to see you. <laughs> People are saying that when I was talking about in the intro, it glitched and like deleted the part where I said Donald Trump was running or something like this and going after the culture war. Mm -hmm. Like a bunch, like four different super chats just came in and said something, some weird glitch happened. Just so. to clarify, Donald Trump is running for president is what you said? Well, that and he's declaring war on the culture war. That's funny. War, I'm declaring war on war. Or I should, like, <laughs> It'll never he, happen he, didn't, again. He, didn't, he didn't say that. Yeah. And I'm saying that he's going to be directly addressing culture war issues because he gets the biggest applause for it when he talks the about it. The culture war is something I feel like I can impact. Like, yeah. Like politics and stuff, mm -hmm. I'm, I feel like an outsider. I can offer advice and things mm -hmm. like that from the outside. But the culture where I'm in it, you know, we're in it. it yeah, is. I mean, it's worked well for DeSantis and Yunkin. So uh, it's a smart decision on Trump's part because I feel like one of the criticisms that I've seen from his supporters from MAGA people is that he hasn't gone hard enough on the culture war stuff. But uh, now that he's changing, I think that that's probably a good move for him. Yeah. It's worked for DeSantis. So what do you see. think, Serge? Yo, uh, I'm at Surge.com. Joe's trying to get over this stupid sinus infection, so my voice sounds super weird. Yeah, but almost there. Done soon. Well, let's jump into this first story. We got this from the Daily Caller. You may have seen the news earlier today. DOJ searches Biden's Delaware home for a second time. Searches. Just a search. Not raid. Just, not a raid. No, it's, it, it's, it's only a raid when you're going after your political enemies. Right. Because Joe Biden basically is the DOJ, they're just searching his, mm -hmm. uh, his house. So uh, here, here's what I want to point out. We, we, had, we titled this, His Home's Raided, because that's what they say of Donald Trump. They say his home was raided. Right. And it's like Donald Trump was cooperating with them, letting them come in, go through everything. They, they went there twice. They went there the first time, said, put a lock on. I said, okay. Then they come back, break the lock off, take the documents, and you didn't cooperate. And it's like, he was, mm -hmm. but the media does that thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where if Trump does it, it's evil. If Biden does it, it's no big deal. No big deal. Isn't this Daily Caller and yes. they're still calling it search? And okay. that's my point. <laughs> when I'm reading the post-millennial and, and even the post-millennial called Antifa domestic terrorists, protesters, I'm uh -huh. like, come on, guys. Oh my gosh. And Libby yeah. was here and I told her, I'm like, Libby, what are you doing? She's like, I know, I know. And then uh, there was even, even uh, on TimCast.com, we, we, an article was put up where it referred to them as protests. And I'm like, they're not. They're being charged with domestic terrorism. So Joe Biden has the FBI go to his house and say, it was a planned search. Why is the FBI searching the home of the sitting president for illegally held classified documents? Documents. What is this? The fourth, the fourth yeah. search to of be, his properties. To be fair, you know they've had a one hundred percent success rate so far. They they raided his first home, definitely found documents. Now they have to check the beach house and see if he left anything there. No, they didn't find anything. Yeah, I know, but like it's worked for them in the past. We can't trust right. that he hasn't. I mean, Biden spends an enormous amount of time at these two properties. It's not surprising. I am surprised that they didn't check it sooner, right? Yeah. And I would only object to the term search. I think possibly you could say it's a search because I'm sure the Biden administration knew about it beforehand, whereas I don't think the same courtesy was extended to Trump when right. they raided Mar-a-Lago, right? Yeah. A and, raid and is an act of aggression. The search is like, hey, just so you know, we're coming. Don't forget to move that stuff in your garage. Yeah, and also uh, before this, before the entire Trump debacle, the FBI had very low trust with the American people, so they're probably trying to make uh, the FBI look more credible again. 
possibly. That's that could, a good point. Could be one of their motives for w- sure. What was their reason for uh, going to his house anyway, the Delaware house? Did they have like a reasonable cause or probable cause for, for something being there? Or was it just like... Well, they're calling it a search. And yeah, not a raid. I think it's because he owns two properties in Delaware, one at Rehoboth Beach and one in Wilmington. The Wilmington is where they found the documents for. So now they need to check the other place where he spends a lot of time. One of the weekends where they were searching his house, he just went to his other house in Delaware, right? Like these are places that he spends an enormous amount of time. So if he is doing something he's not supposed to do with documents, it makes sense that you would check both properties. It would be weird to leave one off the list. I feel like every president would have classified documents in their homes. I mean, and like, what is it? We talked about this one time. Like, what is a classified document? Is it like a menu from a dinner? Because at one point those were classified. I don't know. I mean, it is weird that they were in his garage and whereas Trump had his like stored in an appropriate way. But I mean, I think it's cover up. Yeah, I mean, the spin is is interesting. I think that says a lot. And I feel like this headline in particular, if you're not aware that I keep saying this, but because he has two homes in Delaware, they're like, they checked his Delaware home. There's nothing there. It sort mm-hmm. of canceled out the headlines from a couple weeks ago where yeah. it's like, well, we checked his Delaware home and there were documents. Mm. You know? I think I'm, I'm, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Why did why? Why are they going after Biden and his documents? But Biden's legal team, I think his legal aides are the ones who actually informed the FBI they had the documents. Whereas with Trump, they raid. It's a legal issue. Imagine this. You're Joe Biden. And you want to dig up dirt on a political opponent, your principal political opponent, or your Merrick Garland. Garland. Mm-hmm. Basically, Biden says, oh, won't someone rid me of this Trump? And Merrick Garland goes, I know exactly what you're saying. He then goes and says, let's go raid Trump's house. We're going to use the, the documents, you know, the, the, what was the, the, the law, what is it, the National Archives Act or whatever that law is? Record Keepings Act or something. Mm-hmm. And they're going to use that as the pretext to stop Trump from running tw- from Trump running in 2024. And then Merrick Garland says, but hold on, if this is going to work, we got to make sure Biden doesn't have the same problem. Yeah. He's got to be clean. So then he orders the search of Biden's property, not because he's targeting Biden, because he's helping Biden. I see. And so trying if, to make Trump look worse. And if Biden yep. gets out of office and then they did the raids, it would annihilate the Biden name. It would make him, they'd be like, look, you've got all the same things, no, no. you hypocrites. So they're just getting it out of the way. Is that what you're saying? They, when they, when they raided his house the first time, no one knew. This was in November. They covered it up. They, 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 no one knew it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, we were talking about this last week. Like, why would, why would they go after Biden? Is the deep state trying to remove him? Like ending his 2024 chances? Maybe it could be both. It could be this. They know Joe Biden can't run in 2024. He's not going to win. Yeah. They also don't want Trump to run, and he will win. What do you do? Oh, oh, geez. Oh, Biden, you broke the record-keeping. You can't run for president now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that means Trump can't run either. Oh. And then if Trump tries to run, they'll be like, hey, look, we even stopped Biden from running because we're being fair. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Interesting. So he's like their sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also like a lot of infighting going on with the Democrats regarding Biden, whether he should be the one to run in 2024 or should they replace him. But uh, after the midterms, it seemed like Biden's approval rating 
went up. So they stopped with the, you know, anti-Biden stuff for a while. But I don't know. Maybe this will change things. I mean, he said he would announce after Christmas, right? We're after Christmas. Yeah. He has not announced. And I think that can only tell you that he wants to run. Yeah. And they don't want it's him gonna to. It's going to be a progressive. Mm-hmm. It might not be a but liberal who, guy. Who? Who could... I think that's their biggest issue. They don't have a clear front runner. I know people yeah. have said Newsom. I know people say Kamala, but like Kamala's not likable. Kamala's oh. not likable. Her her approval rates have always, have always been lower than yeah. Biden's, and that's saying something. Over at Predict It, you can buy. There's a it's the prediction market thing for those guys. For those that don't know, you buy shares in in, mm-hmm. in a concept. So it's like who will be the Democrats' 2024 nominee, and you can buy one share of Kamala Harris. Yes. Mm-hmm. for nine cents. That means if you buy a share for nine cents and she does become the nominee, you get a dollar or like a dollar 10 or something like that. And mm-hmm. that's a tremendous, that's a 10 to one return, right? But come on, no sane person thinks she's going to be the nominee. Yeah. I don't know why people are buying shares in Kamala Harris, but here's the best part. You can buy no, she won't be for 91 cents. Now that means for every 91 cents you spend when she invariably is not the the nominee you get nine cents that sounds like free money to me i'm not giving financial advice i'm just saying it's kind of crazy where there's no way it's going to be really funny in 2024 when or 2023 who knows when they're like kamala harris is the nominee and i'm just like wow i could not did not see that coming i gotta tell you man if someone asked me to to make a large wager a large sum of money on whether or not kamala harris would be the nominee i'd say no this is not going to happen. Do you guys think that in 2036 there will be a United States or that we will have a president that will be able to have a president? You think that we'll yeah. be structurally like sound enough for it? years from now? Yeah, it'd be like four elections from, from coming or something. It depends if, you know, there's a civil war coming or not. I wonder, because I'm like, we talk about if we just sit here and wait, is it going to be common? Like, if we just sit here and wait, the world's going to blow itself up. We have to, like, actively change the system. Uh, I can't. I can't wait for idiot A or idiot B to become the next leader any, mm. anymore. I'm, I'm concerned that if we just, if we just play games and watch it like a TV show, that the inevitable demise of the American way is is around the corner. I hate to make a bet, but I do think that there in 13 years that that feels far right now, but it's really not in the span of time. Anyone who's in their 60s will probably tell you that. Like 13 years can go by really quickly. I feel like probably there's a country. I would not be surprised if the party system looks different. And that might be wishful thinking on my part, but I think it might be a little bit. Yeah, but I think <laughs> that there's so much like the 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 criticism Democrats and the left-leaning media always levy at Republicans is that they're they're infighting and they don't get along. But the same thing is true for the left, right? And I think as the youngest generation ages into being a solid voter block, you know, they're the most likely to cross lines on tickets, right? If you ask them how they feel about different issues, hmm. it doesn't all fall in one camp. So again, wishful thinking on my part, but I don't think the parties as we know them today necessarily will be where be the same in 13 years. I do think it's going to get country. worse. It's going to get more progressive on, on the Democrat side. On the Republican sure. side, too. But they'll leave people True, behind. Yeah. Yeah. They both will leave people behind. Like We talk about this with like the shrinking middle class. Like What if politics gives way to a solid middle class, and that means ideologically, not financially, block of voters, right? Mm-hmm. The people who don't feel like they have a home in the Republican Party or uh, the I don't think the, the two-party system is going to change anytime soon. I mean, the Republicans and Democrats, they've collaborated and colluded to make sure that never happens. Um, they've pretty much stopped independent candidates from getting on the debate stage. I mean, the last time was Ross Perot. That's never going to happen again. Unless, you know, the American people wake up. I don't see that happening anytime soon, unless there is some sort of civil war. So, I think the clearest sign would be if we had more independent governors. 
I've not thought that for a while because Oregon ran an independent who got a fair amount of votes. She didn't win. They let the the, uh, the Democrat one in. Uh, but I do think that like yes, you're right. Just, like administratively, it mm-hmm. seems really hard to imagine a non two party system. But I just don't think. I mean, that's it's not what, in our constitution or anything. It's no, possible. It's just the way things have worked yeah. out, right? But I just think that young voters are more likely to leave the idea of like you have to be one or the other behind. It's we'll hard see. though because there are states where you have to register with a party to vote in that primary, right? And yeah. that will be a difficult system to change. Well, according to polling, I think 48 to 50% of Americans are independent, but then those independents end up voting either Republican or Democrat when push comes to shove. Because show. you so have to. To participate in the primaries, you have to be in the party. Yeah, and in, in the general, I'm talking about. But yeah. as more, as, as that gets left behind, like if we were to reverse states, like there are so many yeah. states that you have to do that and there are other states that don't want that. If we didn't have to identify in the primaries, I think you would see a shift on the actual platform. Again, mm-hmm. wishful thinking on my part, but or maybe it has to be a top-down approach. Maybe, maybe it needs to start on the national level. It needs to start in the presidential election for it to trickle down. Yeah, we'll it'd, be, see. it'd be really interesting. Yeah, let me let me pull up this story right here from the Daily Mail. And this is why I think that the Joe Biden FBI raid is actually a cover-up. Daily Mail reports: What else are they hiding? White House claims transparency face even uh, White House claims of transparency face even more scrutiny as it's revealed National Archives was blocked from releasing statement on classified documents found at Biden's think tank. The revelation came during question, questioning of Archives General Counsel Gary Stern by top Republican James Comer. It raises questions over who stopped the release from going public. That is to say, just before the midterms, when they raided Biden's home, and they, they knew he had these documents, the National Archives were barred by someone. It'd have to be either Biden or Merrick Garland. They said, do not make a statement. You are barred from doing so. That means when the midterms came, everybody, nobody had the opportunity to learn this. CBS News eventually reports it, and that's yeah. how we find out. And now we're actually getting some some information as to what's going on. Now there there there's more raids, there's more searches. When it can affect the Democrats. Exactly. <laughs> and this this says to me if it's Garland or if it's Biden, they, they're covering it up. Well, if yeah. someone asked the National Archives to cover it up. For sure 100%. Right. If the Absolutely. archives were asked not to report, they were asked to cover it up. And that means it was Biden or Garland. So maybe the deep state is going after Biden, and he said, "No, no, no! Don't let him. Don't let anyone find out. They're coming after me." I don't mm-hmm. believe it because they're all deep state. They're all establishment. What likely happened is they said, "We're going to use this against Trump, the documents, but we got to make sure you're clean before we make that move." So we're going to have the FBI come in and search see if they can find anything, and then we'll move forward with Trump. And there but then they inadvertently found stuff. How the story went? Yeah. When when did they raid Trump's house? When was that? In the fall was it November? Months ago, yeah. Was it November? I'm looking it up now. This is an important question. Was it before or after? August 8th? August 8th is oh, when they raided Trump's house. Over the summer. Yeah, so I, I kind of think they were like, hey, look, this is a big story. And they're trying to say, maybe they do want Biden to run. And they were like, if they go if, if they go hard on this Trump can't run for president because of these documents, we got to make sure Biden doesn't have the same problem. Lo and behold, he does. Interesting. I don't know. What do you think? you think it's a malicious cover-up, a beneficial cover-up? You but- think... Going back to the deep state thing, what other motives would the deep state have in getting rid of Biden? Aside from, you know, he's not good for the Democrats. I can't think of any other motives because he's doing exactly what they want them. And they don't need to, to do. get rid yeah. of him. They just need to be like, right. OK, Joe, uh, we're going to get somebody else. And I go, oh, OK. Yeah, I just don't buy the whole like, yeah, the deep state is I mean, going I, after him. I think it's his health, right? Like if they could have run him again, yeah. they would have. But like 
again, this sounds terrible, but like he doesn't seem healthy. This is a continued issue. Like the other day, er, he he just announced he's extending yeah. uh, COVID orders, and his office said May 11th. Everyone knew it, and then he told reporters May 15th. Like okay. he can't keep basic important dates in mind, right? Yeah. He's a busy guy. I guess he's got a lot going on, but like I think it's that personally, I think it's that he is not healthy enough to run again, and therefore. They have to replace him. He doesn't want to. But wouldn't that happen internally within the Democratic Party? Would they need this, you know... uh, Not if he's going to say, I'm running. I'm running. You you cannot make me go on that platform and say I'm not running. I will. We'll see. Like, if he digs his heels in, what are they going to say? I I mean, I think this has more to do with making Trump look bad, to be honest. Hmm. Making Trump look bad? I mean, sorry, yeah. um, Making him look better in comparison to Trump. Oh, he got rated too, but his wasn't that bad. Exactly. His wasn't that bad, precisely. I think mm, that it has. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's also confusing because like... We don't have the details. Maybe they mm-hmm. just screwed up. They were yeah. trying to cover this up. They told the National Archives not to say anything, but then CBS News got the story out and now they're scrambling. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe Joe Biden can't run. There was that uh, mm. former Clinton aide said, this is it for him. It's going to be the end. And I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't feel that way. I feel like Joe Biden could walk out on the Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody in the face. <laughs> they still look for him. <laughs> not kidding. Not kidding. Trump was right when he was talking about that. Yeah, for mm-hmm. real. The current state of American mm-hmm. politics is, if you're in the if you're in the cult, you're in the cult. Yeah. There was a there's a really great tweet uh, I saw, and it said, if you are on the left, you are allowed to deviate from leftist economic policy without reprisal, but you cannot deviate on gender ideology, race ideology, and that explains exactly That's what true. the left is. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's an interesting point. If you're woke, but you say something like, I don't know if universal health care could work. Nobody cares. Yeah. They're just like, oh, that's interesting. Right. But if you are pro-universal healthcare and you say, hey, that woke stuff's nonsense, they call you right wing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it happens with minorities too. You saw when um, all of the Muslims in Dearborn protested against the uh, mm-hmm. sexualization mm-hmm. of children, they called them terrorists. You know, These are the same Muslims that the left pretended to defend during the war on terror, et cetera. Now they're calling them literal terrorists because you know they're against woke. So I heard a story where it was like, apparently... Some woman was at a diversity training mm-hmm. and they said, you know, what's, say your name and pronouns. She said, oh, no, thank you. I'm not religious. And then people started chuckling and then everyone refused to give pronouns. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that happened. It does kind of sound like a and then everyone clapped kind of story, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> oh I don't I don't see people as uh, willing to stand up. Like I said, Joe Biden could walk on a Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and they'd still vote for him. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not convinced that the average person who is aware of what's going on with the corruption, the communism, whatever you want to call it is willing to actually stand up and say anything. Because the, the, the story that breaks my heart, we heard the other day from uh, Matt Strickland, is that he defies these lockdown orders. He wins in court. He wins the political battle. He was right the whole time. And he said, people call him and say, what you did was great. How can I help you? And, he's like, and then he says, do what I did. And they go, oh, no, 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 I, I couldn't do that. I, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they'll come after me. And that, that's how it feels. Too many people are just like, no, 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 don't look at me. I'm going to stay right here where it's easy. Yeah. They think it'll pass eventually, but uh, it's only going to get worse. We've seen this throughout history. I mean, the gender pronoun thing. Uh, I've made jokes saying, like on Twitter, saying, yeah, there's going to be Republicans with pronouns in their bios in 10 years. We'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. (laughs) The joke I made is that the Democratic Party is going to be hive mind singularity pod people versus (laughs) transgender communists. And that'll be the Republican Party. And the Democrats will be the hive mind AI people. Yeah. And they'll be like, hive mind rights. And they'll start arguing that once you join the collective, you know, you have a right. Like if a, if a non-citizen becomes part of the collective, they retain their voting power because the collective is one one unit or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Then they're going to be like, we need a new system of voting because ranked choice voting doesn't work anymore. They're going to be on like double bypass ranked choice inversion voting where, you know, who you vote for the third time gets counted against you and some weird, you know, anybody can vote. And then they're going to be like, well, he's in the hive now. So he's we are one. And that means, you know, he can he can vote. And there's one vote and we vote for Joe Biden again. And that's, that's yeah, you that's vote with your feelings in those situations because you yeah. just your fe- whoever has the be- most feeling is the one that would decide <laughs> what the hive does. Yeah. To, in order to vote in the future, you walk into a room, close your eyes and think real hard. And then we record it. Trust us. We're getting the count right. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we know. Yeah, we got, we got your vote. Yeah. And then they leave and it's like, ooh, I wonder, you know, who's going to win. And they're like 99.9% Joe Biden. You, you know, I don't think that the gender stuff is just going to get worse. You said earlier, like Chloe Cole gives me a lot of inspiration. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her story. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, she might be 19 at this point, but she had underwent uh, yeah, surgery, like transgender surgery mm-hmm. and had her double mastectomy, her breasts removed when she was like 13 or 14. I don't want to get the numbers wrong, um, but it's right around that age. I think it's 15. 15. 15. And then and realized what the pharmaceutical companies were doing to her or or enabling her to do to herself for profit and mm-hmm. uh, came out and started speaking out against it. And she's immensely popular right now with all sorts of people from all ages. So I think we went through a horrible period in the last six years of pharmaceutical overreach, in my opinion, Yeah, and, and digging into these kids for money. Um, but yeah. if you look at Europe and you see how overly woke they are at, you can tell that the trajectory of the U.S. is going to follow that of Europe, right? You know, they've all had these debates, the bathroom debates and everything. And that their solution, for example, for the bathroom thing is that, you know, we're going to have unisex bathrooms. So, I mean, that's just one example. But if you want to see the future of the U.S. in terms of wokeism and, and leftist ideology, you look to Scandinavia and Western Europe. So. In California. Yeah, True. Apparently, California. California is always five years ahead of the rest of the United States. Yeah. I, I, ta- I covered this uh, story a few years ago. They w- it was talking about something related to their weird policies, and it said, historically, the policies they implement there make their way to the, to the rest of the country within five years. So if you want to figure out where things are going to be in five years, look at California. Mm-hmm. And if you do, well, then any sane person is going to get out of the city, go to the middle of nowhere, and get some chickens. Because otherwise, you're going to be walking around New York, you're going to be walking around D.C., and there's going to be human feces all over the streets. And there probably already are. It's just that in San Francisco, it's way, way worse. In Sacramento, it's worse. But that's that's coming to a neighborhood near you. Well, and I would assume all the migration that happened during the COVID lockdowns is going to influence that, right? Have you ever seen these maps of, like, how people migrated and a lot of them left California and Mm. went to states you wouldn't have predicted? Like, we always talk about this, but Texas, they bring, right? They they bring their ideology and their policies with them, yeah. right? They're frustrated by what's happening in their state, but not by everything. They like dislike one policy, but they're going to keep most yeah. of the others. Yep. Naturally, the country is just going to move more left in terms of sociocultural. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so convinced. Really? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be. So we started seeing this shift with Gen Z because leftists don't have kids; they have yours. Okay. But that, that, that only goes so far when you start getting a pushback in the culture war. And I think mm-hmm. mathematically, it doesn't matter whether or not they indoctrinate kids. I don't. I think that all that matters is the birth rate. Mm-hmm. If conservatives have even one kid per family and Democrats have none kids per family, mm-hmm. then the future, even though will be a population reduction, will be way more conservative. And then people argue, yeah, but the, the woke are trying to indoctrinate those kids. Yes, but they don't exist in large enough numbers. Mm-hmm. So if there's two leftist teachers trying to indoctrinate your, indoctrinate your child, then as they get older, they're dying off. Maybe they convert 10%. Maybe, let's say they convert 
40% of all conservative children into woke. That still means they are not replacing their own ideological selves. Right. And so mm-hmm. over a long enough period, like, I, what's the conversion rate, you think, for a conservative kid into a woke kid? I don't think it's percent. It's probably very low. Yeah. You grow up in a like, you, you grow up in a religious conservative family, you probably become slightly libertarian as you get older, but you're still going to be somewhat conservative. And people go through phases too. I was I went through like a real uh, postmodernist, you can be whatever you believe yeah. you are phase in my 20s and then mm-hmm. I realized the reality starts to set in I realize oh people will starve if we don't get resources right. from point A to point B. You know the whole I, well, what I believe that. is not is not good enough. You know, mm. the reality, it will slap you in the face metaphorically if you, right. if you just play the I am what I think I am game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you were making a point about generations, right? So if Generation Z, if you're seeing like a conservative turn, usually the next generation will be more woke, right? So if you see backlash in a certain no, generation. No, 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 no. You don't think so? Uh, Pew Research shows that every generation starts skewing further and further left. But Gen Z was the first time in 100 years it actually ticked back. Towards okay. conservative. Because uh, something and, else I read, um, baby boomers, they were, for their for that time period, they were woke, you know, they were against the Vietnam War and et cetera, but then Generation X, that was the backlash generation. But, uh, yeah. Well, uh, gen, gen, like, they're, they're all more progressive yeah. on everything. Like, e- boomers were resistant to gay marriage. Gen yeah. Xers were more accepting of it. Millennials were completely accepting of it, and then, resulting in a favorable cultural environment to ma- to legalize, or I should say to... Uh, codify, uh, not even codify, to rule in the Supreme Court that it just is. Yeah, and I think it went from 20% in the 90s to like 80% now. I mean, support it's, for yep. It's considered marriage. one of the fastest shifting cultural issues of all time. Crazy. I wonder how Alpha is going to turn out. I mean, if well, Zoomers are this way, then. It's not about how they turn out. Mm-hmm. It's about who has the kids. Oh, yeah. And a, yeah, conservatives have more kids than liberals, mm-hmm. and liberals are now more likely to sterilize and more likely to abort their children. So it's only a matter of time. I don't, you know, people talk about all the politics and they're like, yeah, but they're in schools and they're indoctrinating. And I'm just like, doesn't matter. Math, you're not going to change it. Like, over a long enough period of time, it's like saying, you know, you go to, you go to a casino. Cause I was making the, the, I said if I was going to make a bet on, you know, Kamala Harris, people were like, Tim's got a gambling problem. Because I, I always do the gambling analogy. But uh, if you go to a casino, the house has an edge. Like, how is it that you can play all these games? The house always wins because in blackjack, they have a 0.5% higher chance of winning. Mm-hmm. That, it, that means you can win a million dollars. It doesn't matter. Over the year, they win 0.5% of all of those bets statistically. And that's all that matters. And that's what I'm talking about with wokeness. Mm. They can do whatever they want. They can indoctrinate this kid and this kid. They can get Greta Thunberg up on the big TV. But over a long enough period of time, their attrition rate is just too high. If they want to abort their kids and stare, look, aborting their kids was one thing, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, leftists, liberals are substantially more likely to get abortions than Christians, conservatives, etc. And that right there is a hard mathematical fact, which is why many people were saying for a while that the future is Muslim, because Muslims have even more kids than Christians. Right. And th- that's, 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 that's the number. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. However, now liberals are sterilizing their kids. Mm-hmm. So that means it's almost like a retroactive removal removal from future gene pools. Basically... If you go back to the 1990s and check abortion rates, you're going to be like, we can do the math. Liberals were aborting at this rate, conservatives at this rate. You're going to see more conservatives. Guess what? We are. Conservatives are having more kids. Liberals are having less kids. Why? Because liberals are aborting their babies. So in the early 2000s, conservatives were having, I think it's like 2.05 kids on average, and liberals were having like 1.73. Now what do we see? Gen Z 
slightly more conservative in some areas, but okay. fairly comparable to millennials. Now, here's what they didn't track for. When they were talking about abortion, or they weren't talking about abortion, they said, do, do liberals have kids? Do conservatives have kids? And, and the answer was conservatives have more. Why? They were probably banging at the same rate or similar rates, but liberals were having abortions, reducing that number. Mm-hmm. Now add to the fact that those kids from the 2000s mm-hmm. who are 23 today have a higher likelihood of being sterilized, being uh, uh, chemically castrated or transitioning or just outright not wanting to have kids as per leftist ideology. So you add that and now those people will not have children. So the, the, the birth rate on the left is going to go down further. Personally, I'm not a fan of any of that stuff. I think people should have families and they'll enjoy it. But if the left doesn't want to have kids, that's the future that they've built. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, it over. makes sense. Makes sense. I didn't know any of that, actually. It assumes, um, you know, a stable system, peaceful system. Um, it doesn't. Well, because slavery is real, too. Like, human slavery, if, if, if a liberal society were to go full militant and just start killing and enslaving children... Um, then they then it would be like does you know then that would have won. You tell me you're, you're telling me that you, you think <clears throat> that if the the, the the circumstances in the United States become substantially more arduous, then it's then liberals will do better. No, I think the ideology is destined for failure. That personal ideology of cutting up kids and making them take their penis off when they're twelve—like that's not going to work. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that's like in 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 massive numbers in the millions. It's in the thousands, maybe even tens of thousands, and it may be reversing because of what we're seeing with people like Chloe Cole. But what I'm saying is, if you make a, a an easy, comfortable system, you will start seeing more liberals and leftists, but they want gluttony more than conservatives want gluttony, that many conservatives do, so they abort and sterilize their kids. But then you give them hardship, and conservatives are substantially more likely to survive that hardship because of meritocracy, personal responsibility, and things like that. So if it does become a dictatorship, all that means is more liberals will struggle to succeed. Maybe. I was just Conservatives will succeed. I was thinking of the Soviet Union because that was a real liberal uprising. They were all like wacky, radical leftists and... uh they just killed everyone else and took control physically. So enforced the ideology, if not for other countries around Earth. And and know, what won out in the end it. was, I wouldn't Money. call it, yeah, it was oligarchy. Yeah, but Mob then rule and that control. period of the 90s where, you know, oligarchs ruled everything, you know, they liked Western liberalism, but now there's backlash, right? And now they want to revive the Soviet Union in Russia. I mean, Stalin is the most popular figure in Russia, and they, yeah, literally want to go back to the Soviet Union. Really? So, so, yeah. How is that happening? Who wants that, and what do they want exactly? Well, I mean, if you look at polling data, Western polling data, Stalin is the number one, you know, most popular figure. And um, if you talk to Russians these days, you know, they want they uh, want to go back to the days of the Soviet Union because that period of the 90s was just so horrible for the Russian people. And then Putin changed everything when he came in in 2000. You know, Russia was declining, economy was really bad, and then you know slowly he reindustrialized and then changed the economy for the better. And now you know Putin has been very good for the Russian people. Well, I mean, you, and maybe you can speak to this, but don't most Russian people not want 
what modern Western values are, right? Yeah, and no, they don't. So I mean, they they admire the West because of you know Hollywood and everything of, the, of Western. Yeah, maybe? because of the cultural power that the West has, but uh, they are completely against uh, Western liberal values. In fact, there was a, a bill that was just passed where uh, they expanded the anti-LGBT law that they had. And this was, you know, across the board, every party agreed with it. They were like, no, we're not going to have this uh, uh, LGBT gender ideology propaganda in Russia. You know, that's for the West. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's hardening them even more. So I saw an interview with Putin, uh, a bunch of college kids, and they were like, you could see they wanted him to be like, yes, we are now a liberal democracy. But he wasn't. He was staying hard. And, they, yeah. and then uh, they were like, what should we, what, uh, senior or whatever they called him, Putin, what should I do as a man in Russia? And Putin was like, you should learn to cook. And he was like, ha, 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 everyone laughs. He's like, no, as a real man, a Russian man, there's like this misogynist energy behind it all. Mm. And that, that stood out to me that there's this intense like misogyny in the Russian, and yeah. in, in that, in that guy, and that guy. And Putin still was like, no, no, you should learn to cook because the yeah. economy is about to go to crap. He didn't say that part, <laughs> but that's what he was saying. It's, like, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very macho culture. I mean, I've been to Moscow. Um, and then you see it in the UFC as well. Look at how all of the Russian fighters and everything. You know, they're doing really, really well. They're dominating the MMA world. Mm-hmm. And that's part of their culture. You know, men should be men and women should be women. You know, they women embrace their femininity. They don't reject it and they don't try to be more masculine. Like, you know, it's uh, it is here. When you were saying that they want to bring back, people want to bring back the Soviet Union, do they want, do they know what they want? Or is it just that they want something better than what they have and they're looking well, at? Well, it's actually um, uh, older Russians that experienced the Soviet Union that want it back the most. So it's interesting because it's the opposite, right? Because in the U.S., you have young millennials that are more socialist. And then the older people here, uh, they're like anti-socialist, anti-communist. But in Russia, younger people, they're more into, you know, liberal values. But then the older people who experience communism, they want the Soviet Union back. So it's like the complete opposite. Is this derived through polls and things? Or polls, is- yeah, mostly through polls. And then, you know, um, I, I don't necessarily go with like lived experiences, but that was my experience in Russia as oh, well. How long did older. you live in I was Russia? there for a, a month. You know, I was there for work, but uh, it was a uh, enlightening experience because it killed whatever progressivism and leftism I had in me. Because it was a totally different culture. I'd never really gone elsewhere aside from, you know, like Western Europe. So... Um, it's a very anti-progressive, anti-woke culture. I mean, it's pretty much built in. It's very interesting going yeah. to Russia. You said yeah. it killed the, the wokeism out of you or like a stra- Whatever progressivism I had inside of me, you know, um, from, you know, like the Bernie days, it was just completely gone. Um, I became less, I became more politically incorrect, you know. But see, the thing with Bernie, he wasn't, uh. He wasn't woke. Yeah, it wasn't the same thing. He yeah. Was, he did that interview, that, that famous interview where he was like, you got to secure the borders. You gotta, you gotta secure the borders. Yeah. And then um, they, the World Socialist website call him a nationalist capitalist. Yeah. Because he wanted to shut the borders down, and these people are global socialists. Yeah. Mm. And then he changed his whole uh, shtick, right, in 2020, and that's why I think he lost the primary because, you know, he went full on the id poll and the uh, gender ideology and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, that's why he destroyed himself. But yeah, um, started sounding like a weirdo. Yeah, and regular people were like, "I don't know what that's all about. This guy's crazy." It went from unite the working class to identity politics yep. in twenty twenty. That's how they do it. Yeah. That's how they did with Occupy Wall Street. They do it with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I feel like we didn't mention it, but 
it would be remiss not to point out that universities are also not quite as popular as they were. Like, you hear this all the time. Yeah. People say you send your kid to university and they move more left, even if they were raised in a conservative family. Mm-hmm. But studies are showing, I mean, especially with COVID, we saw so many people opt not to return to college and feel mm-hmm. like it wasn't worth it. People are aware of how much of a financial burden it is to Well, take even on Elon Musk debt. is saying college is useless. And, yeah. you know, if well, you want to work at Tesla, you don't need to have a bachelor's degree. Right. And this is more and more thought. Yeah. Also, like, if I'm going to take on however much amount of debt to not make that much money versus someone who goes mm-hmm. into a trade or any other thing mm-hmm. who gets a head start who is making more money than you are even after your four-year degree it doesn't make any sense uh the national clearinghouse put out this study released from uh, enrollment from last year and they found that the enrollment was d- down across the board master's degrees any program definitely down among undergraduates but it's uh significantly down among women for the mm. first time in a really long time which i find interesting yeah we've known for a while that men are declining fewer men are enrolling in college than women but now just in the last year i can't say it's a full-on trend but you saw uh twice as many women didn't return to college wow. didn't enroll for the first time i think I wonder, ever i wonder what it is you know with like uh Elon Musk and many others, I think Peter Thiel talking about how college is useless, mm-hmm. is, is we often said, or, or the belief was, the reason men weren't going to, school, going to college was because they were lazy or they were living in their parents' basements and things like that. I'm wondering if dudes just figured it out. Yeah, I think and, they did. And women are continually under this social pressure where they're like, you've got to go to school and get a degree so you can be a CEO because mm-hmm. of patriarchy. And you yeah. have to prove yourself. You well, have to yeah. prove that you are just as good as all the men in your class by getting the degree. Whereas men don't necessarily feel that same kind of pressure and they are capable of doing all kinds of things. Not that women aren't, but they're, well, I'll just pursue this thing over here. I also think traditional learning environments aren't suited for most men, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not typical. I mean, we didn't do this for a long time to have you. you also, sit at employers a desk. are also saying that uh, college graduates are not prepared adequately mm-hmm. for you know working and everything. Yeah, it's useless. It's just a holding pattern. Yeah. I mean, at one point, academics like universities and schools they really were sort mm-hmm. of interesting places. They prepared you, you to work. Right, you but know? I don't think that's true anymore. I mean, I went to a four university and I was grateful for the experience, but I knew so many people who enrolled in master's programs because they didn't want to be adults yet. Yeah. I'll, and, I'll, and they also say that um, college graduates lack critical thinking skills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're taught to memorize. I mean, that's the American education system, especially in college. You're not rewarded for thinking critically and analytically. Mm-hmm. I want so. to talk to you guys about uh, that TV show, The Last of Us. Have you guys seen it? No, no never heard Have of it. Have you guys ever played the video game? Negative. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's, it's a video game that came out, I think it's like 10 years old. It, the show is huge right now. It's on episode three. They've already renewed it for second season. It's got Pedro Pascal in it, I think his name is. And it's really good. Mm-hmm. Three, three episodes in. What's it about? Uh, cordyceps, the fungus that takes over insects' bodies and turns them into zombies, mutates to infect humans, society collapses, fungus. It's this thing that looks like a mushroom or whatever? Make people look like mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. Cordyceps a type of mushroom. Yeah, According cordyceps. to Paul Stamets, the world-leading mycologist, cordyceps do not eat humans. Right. I, I believe. Well, well that's, we the, that's the point of the show. The show is that it mutates and does. And then <clears throat> basically the world collapses. But the reason I want to talk to you about this third episode, it's particularly culturally relevant as it pertains to medically assisted uh, medical assistance in death, in dying or whatever they call it. And the show is about a post-apocalyptic gay relationship. And so the reason I brought it up is we were just talking about the differences between men and women in college, and it got me thinking about this. So I said, I, I, like, there's an interesting dynamic that I was talking about earlier where you've got all these people saying this is one of the best TV shows ever made because it depicts a prepper, the world ends, 
three years later, he's all, you know, he's all alone for three years. He meets a guy and then becomes gay, I guess, because he wasn't before. And then it depicts, spoiler alerts, I'll try to avoid most heavy spoilers if you haven't seen the show, but it depicts this like story of them living together in the apocalypse. And then in the end, the controversy being generated around it is that his uh, one guy, one guy's like sick and they're old and there's no doctors. So he's like, I want you to poison me and I'll die. And then the other guy is like, I won't do it. That's wrong. And he's like, it's my life. It's my choice. And this is how I'm going to go out. And then he's like, okay, fine. And then I already warned you guys, major, major spoiler alert. Like it's in all over the news. And I, 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 I'm going to spoil it because, you know, it's, and I've already spoiled part of it, but it's because like the, the medical assistance and dying thing going on in Canada, the dude then basically crushes up a bunch of pills, puts it in a bottle of wine and then tricks the guy and poisons himself along with the guy. And then he says, it's the most rom- objectively, it's the most romantic thing ever done. And so you have these two guys committing suicide together. And they're glorifying it. Glorifying it. And then people are coming out now saying it's like the greatest episode of TV ever made and oh stuff like gosh. that. And I'm like, I got to be honest, it was good. It was, I mean. It's a modern take on Romeo and Juliet. Well, the one thing I wanted to bring up is the, yeah, sorry, like the gay relationship mm-hmm. elicits no emotion in me at all. It just, it just really doesn't. And then I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick to gay people. Like, by all means, if you like dudes, do your thing. I got no, I got no beef. But I, the, what I'm hearing in the media is that it's like, it's so romantic. Yeah. These two guys are like, they love each other so much. That the guy decided if you die, I'm going to die with you. And they both poison themselves. Yeah. And I'm just like. The glorification I, of suicide. That's scary. And then calling it romantic. And yeah. I'm just like, I wouldn't find it romantic. It, like, it's tragic in Romeo mm-hmm. and Juliet. It's, it's, it's tragedy. It's not romance. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing now is culturally medical assistance in dying is being they're, they're pushing it it's more favorable in europe they're doing it yeah in canada they're doing it we had those stories where like the veteran calls and he's like i need help and they're like have you considered dying mm-hmm. and now we get a tv show that i'm not it's not like it's a young girl you know like a 20 year old being like i've decided to die and then dying or like a suicide because that's that's depicted in shows all the time mm-hmm. it's like two guys who are alive and one guy saying you know what today's my last day because i've chosen it and then he's like, let's go for it. And then they call it romantic and they're, it's all heartwarming. I don't know, man. I just feel like whether it's intentional or not, this is what we're going to start seeing in the future. Yeah. We're already seeing it in Canada. We're already seeing it in Europe. How long until you think it comes to the United States? Ten years. Suicide booths, like in Futurama. I mean, it's assisted suicide is legal in Washington and Oregon already. It's already well, there you here. Go. There it is. There's, it's not a question. I mean, there's this documentary called How to Die in Oregon. And I've probably referenced it a million times, but... This is one of the things that happens. A man is on, you know, state health care and he has a tumor and the state won't pay for his treatment. It's too expensive. It's beyond what he's permitted. But they will pay for his assisted suicide. That's what they're doing in Canada. Yeah. it's. I mean, but this movie came out easily 10 years ago. I mean, this is something that we already had and we're just seeing the effects play out all the time. I think what's weird about this show, having never seen it, is like it goes against what we might say is like the glorification of like, the West, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I've been watching the show Yellowstone and, like, all the other ones. And, like, there is a fight to survive, right? Like, yeah. if you're in a post-apocalyptic world, I don't really know. Maybe you don't feel like there's anything le- worth left living for. But, like, at our core, I think people want stories where it's, like, but I push through anyways mm-hmm. because it is worth it because ultimately we are, like, glorious in our mm-hmm. in our uh, victory. So and- this, this was a, a component of the episode. Like, basically, and again, spoiler alerts, in the end... The main character goes to the house because they were friends. And then he's like, where is he? And there's a note. 
And the guy writes this letter saying, I used to hate everybody and I hated everything. But then I realized, I learned that there actually was one person worth saving. And that's what I did. I saved him. I give to you all my equipment. Use it to save those you love, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yo, this uh, this show, I, I, I'm wondering if it's like, they're trying it's wokeness yeah that they're having two they're two bearded burly looking dudes in a relationship Mm -hmm. and i felt like it just doesn't resonate i do not feel this man's love i do not i I felt nothing from it in the previous episode joel's significant other tess sacrifices herself she gets bit to save them and blows herself up that i felt and then what I did feel in the end of the episode is when he writes, the guy's like, use my equipments to save, to save Tess or to protect her, but she's already dead. Mm-hmm. And so that was like brutal. Like all of a sudden you're in this post-apocalyptic world. You have nothing, no gas, no cars. He's like, they're showing like a plane crash. And it's like, we used to be able to fly. We can't anymore. And then this guy who was a prepper has all of this amazing stuff. And he's like, it's mm-hmm. yours now. Use it to protect Tess. And she's already dead. Yeah. That was brutal. I feel like this wokeness, I don't know. What is this? Is this like Democrat... Prime, pr- predominant, predominantly females mm-hmm. going, oh, they love each other. And then it's like moderate dudes just being like, yeah, sure, I guess. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? I didn't see it, but I think when two actors are uh, doing a love scene, if they actually love each other as people, it it reads in the movie, like in The Notebook, uh, Ryan Gosling and the girl, uh, can I remember that girl's name? But it was like just, it's a gut-wrenching movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it before. I cried when I saw the movie. But they actually fell in love while they were shooting that. If these dudes in The Last of Us don't actually have emotions for each other, but they're just playing the character of a gay lover, it's going to be, you're going to hear about it. The the lizard brain's going to be like, <laughs> like the seal in you is going to clap, but no one, it's not real. It's the idea of it that they love. But if if there's no love there, then there's no love there. I mean, I just felt like I was watching this show and you're supposed to be sad that these two people are in love with each other and they're dying. And I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't feel it. It doesn't. If it was if it was a woman, I would have understood. Yeah. Or what if they were like father and son? Yes. I was talking about this earlier. If it was like a guy and his kid and his kid gets bit and he has to kill him, you'd be like, oh, man, like so brutal. Or it's the dad who like throws the cat out of the way and gets bit. That was literally the, the, second, ep- the second episode. Tess, who is the woman, significant mm-hmm. other for Joel, they're fighting these things. And then she's like, let's go. And then she's in. they go to this place and the zombies find out or something. And then he, she, the, like the kid's like, she's infected. And then he's like, show me. And she, he sees the bite and he's like, no. And then she's like, get out of here. And she sacrifices herself. And it's brutal to watch. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, if this episode was like a guy and he, he meets some like teenage kid. And then over the next five, six years, he's teaching the kid how to shoot. And he's teaching the kid how to prep and survive. And then it ended with him like throwing the cat out of the way and then getting bit on the arm and the kid has to shoot him and he's crying would have been the most brutal episode ever. But two adult, burly, bearded men. I am not trying to be a dick. I don't care if that's your thing. That's your thing. I just, I don't feel like that resonates. Did I don't you know. see Brokeback Mountain? I, I did not. I didn't either. Did you guys see yeah. that? Was yeah. it good? I heard it was phenomenal. Uh, I have no, I mean, the one from 2005? Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal. And I mean, Heath I didn't think it was that great. I thought it was just a cultural message. Right? I think a guess that I had is that they actually started to have emotional feelings. I'd like to ask Jake if, really? if that happened. But he killed himself short, like not that long after. Like I think he was like doing a lot of drugs. Really was like, "Am I gay? What's wrong with me?" And then you know it gets. I, I know an actor in college that did a gay a play of where he was gay, and the other actor was gay and was just loving making out with him on stage. And then my buddy hung himself. Not, Whoa! Yeah, oh, wow. Many like twenty years later, but oh. he hung himself. Oh. And it's like that. He told me at one point that 
play still sticks with me in the back of my mind. Like mm-hmm. as a former almost like prost- like he was felt like prostituted into it for the role because it was a great role. Wow. Um, anyway, I, it's a little off base. Yeah, but it, it's not fake. Like when you're doing these scenes, you actually do be- begin to feel these things. And if these actors were on guard from that, uh, it won't play. You'll know that in the scene. You won't feel it because they're guarded from it. It's the danger of being an actor. One of the dangers of being an actor. God, you know, love Heath Ledger. What that guy went through. I don't know, man. The thing about the the medically assisted suicide. To go back to that point, yeah, is that if we're talking about somebody who's bedridden, the and and have has no way to pay their bills, and the doctor's like, "You've got three weeks left," and they're just like, "Well, you know, I'm in agony and pain, and the morphine's not cutting it anymore." What do you guys think? So my question is, do you think that depression eventually will be used as like a acceptable, I guess, justification for doing this, for going through this process. I think that just happened. If I yeah. I should pull the story really quickly, mm-hmm. but there is a, uh, there was a girl in So if you can prove you're depressed, then she, you can she was, kill yourself. She was it's it's in Europe Legally? and I'm tr- I should I'll look it up in a second. But wow. there was a girl Belgium who survived Belgium, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Belgium. She um she was going on a class trip, she was in an airport and the airport was in bombing and she mm-hmm. apparently developed really serious post traumatic stress syndrome. Mm-hmm. and had all kinds of issues, hospitalized a lot, attempted suicide, and eventually was granted permission to go through assisted suicide because she said her depression was so crippling she could never get over it. Mm-hmm. And this girl was like, what, 18, 19? I mean, she was young. She was young, so, teens, wh- for sure. You know, what's the limit? You know, are they going to go for... I'm not saying I agree with that. I just no, mean, no, I'm like, just saying in general, like, what's the limit? ADHD, is that going to be accepted? <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, it's like a weird form of eugenics, I feel like, yeah, right? Yeah, we just eliminate them after you can't right. hack it, I guess? Acne? I mean, I don't know. Like, I kind of am. Oh, I don't really care about the assisted suicide stuff. I don't know. Am I? Am I crazy? I never have. I'm like, if you want to kill yourself, kill yourself. What? Who cares? Like, because so many humans. Because everybody always regrets it. Mm-hmm. They don't actually want to do it. That's what we were mm-hmm. talking about the other day. Everybody who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and survived said the first thing that happened was they regretted doing it. Yeah. So you have these people who are feeling fear or panic. They're scared. They're in pain, and they think it's the only way to make it stop, and they regret it. And so. The goal is to help them not do that because it's the wrong thing. Like I knew a yeah. guy, like the guy I was just telling you guys about, he wanted to die, so he killed himself. No one could stop him. I, but then in another instance, I know a girl that tried to kill herself a couple times, and then she didn't, and now she's got a family. So And, and, and I, I assure you, your friend, was if he was alive today, he'd be like, I'm sure glad that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. He was Every, like, something everybody. horrible's coming, man. He was like, really, it was like 2017, no, it was 2019 when he killed himself. It was like 2015, he told me like something bad's happening. He left New York City. He's like, something bad's coming, dude. He was like the best actor I knew, too. Was- but do you feel like because he felt like something bad was happening, it he should have been able to kill himself, right? Like if you were in a position to have influence over it, which of course you weren't, it's a horrible thing to ask, but like... With with assisted suicide or what they often refer to as euthanasia, right? Like euthanasia, you feel like you're putting someone out of their misery, and that's why it starts with these conversations about people who are in very serious organ failure. They have very serious cancers. They will not survive, and so is it is it a higher quality of life to let them choose right. when to end? The, prob- think- the problem is. If you open the door to medically assisted suicide, it will expand. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I'm concerned that some exactly. people, if they want to die and you don't let them, that they will lash out and start ruining other people's lives and making the world a worse place. But that's on the individual level. I think that the collective consequences of you know starting this whole like medically assisted suicide trend is is much worse and. 
um, than you know the individual consequences of you know one person lashing out in their own community versus you know starting this global trend. Right. You know. It also like it also reduces the friction in doing so. It's very difficult to do it. It's not as easy as everyone thinks it is to just you know go ahead and do it. Those people get drunk. People like get, do a bunch of drugs before they do it. They mm-hmm. don't just you know if you make it nice uh, hospital setting with doctors like helping you do it. it and your family it, surrounding you, holding right. your hand, saying it's a good thing. That's right. creepy. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It makes it way easier. Yeah. Or romantic, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It sure does seem like they don't want a lot of people. I'm thinking of apopto- cellular <laughs> sure. apoptosis. Yeah. <laughs> when you got cells in your body, they, they pre-program themselves to die. Like some cells, when they're no longer needed or they're causing damage to the system because they're taking too many resources, they will kill themselves on purpose to make the body healthier. And I, I think humans are, are fractally doing that similar thing. I mean, there are cultures, right, where that's the expectation for people who are too old or too sick. They're supposed to, like, right. remove themselves from the society. But, Inuit, like, I don't know that that is something that I would personally be okay with. It would be really difficult for me to accept that. Mm-hmm. You know? People are uh, pointing out that in the beginning of the show, people commented that a portion got dropped or deleted like it just I was talking about Biden getting raided right it was gone and we've had so many of these kind of things happen that I don't believe they can be coincidences because mm. it's just it happens a lot so someone just super chatted that they just started watching and in the beginning it, the intro was cut like you can't actually hear me talk about what happened with Biden but we talk about him again and again and again throughout this show I want to tell everybody what happened with Turning Point USA because I'm not sure we ever actually talked about it But when we went live with Turning Point USA, you may have noticed we were late. We weren't late, actually. We were on time. The stream started right on time. And then what happened, Serge? Remember? You guys were like, it it says we're live, but we're not coming up. Nothing's happening. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was was live to us, and it's live on my feeds. But nobody could see it. They were like, where's the show? The show's delayed. Right. And then I got messages, and they were like, people were telling me after the show, they were like, hey, the show didn't go up for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But we were live streaming on our end. Everything was going through. And I'm wondering if, you know, we had Charlie Kirk, we had Bannon, we had James (laughs) Lindsay, we had Luke Rutkowski, you and me. I'm wondering if the people at YouTube were like, Boss, what do we do? Hmm. Tim Pool, Bannon, Kirk, Luke Rakowski, Ian, James Lindsay are on stage in a massive stadium with thousands of seats, right. and they're going to talk at this massive convention. What do we do with this? And then right. they were like holding pattern, and then they watched exactly. us, and they were like, okay, they're going to Holding they're okay, pattern, let me good. get confirmation from the exactly. boss as to what to do, and they were like, let it go, let it go. I'm wondering if any, if anyone else did something like this. Like these kind of that, that that exact conversation were to happen, I'd imagine they would have gotten a strike and they'd gotten banned. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if YouTube was scared. Like we cannot defend against a lawsuit from from Turning Point, from Steve Bannon, and from from Tim Pool right. all at the same yeah. time over this. Sometimes. And because they're on stage at, at the at this massive convention center, the 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 PR damage from taking the show down would be so massive. So that's, that's I think it's a possibility. It. Elon Musk needs to buy YouTube. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> but the reason I think it's it's, poss- it's possible that they've got their thumb on the scale is because you guys who watch the show consistently know this. There was one episode where Luke started talking about the CIA and then the stream cut off. Wow. Yep. Dropped off. Like Luke made some specific points and then stream just stops and then kicks back in a few seconds later. And people are like, what did mm-hmm. Luke just say? What was he saying? And that's literally what happens now. And it happens a lot. Maybe, maybe. It's just like a random glitch that happens. 
Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. It could be. But that it would happens ha- a lot, but it, you said. It, but it doesn't happen during, like, we're talking about a TV show. No. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen we're talking about quantum mania or Thanos or anything exactly. like that. It's always only, specific topics. Only when we're like, the intelligence agencies are doing this thing and drop. But yeah. it could happen at other times. We just wouldn't know because no one would say anything because we weren't talking about anything. Right. And I'd also, I'd also see that the drop frames would tell me that, like, we're dropping frames in, like, a, a huge number. It would tell me that it's not doing that, but Work it's not. Behind the scenes at Mines, I would tell you that. Don't don't assume malfeasance. If there's right. technical it glitches, technical. It's, it's very easily like AWS is acting up. Your servers Likely. are, you know, yeah. I don't. They're they're transferring data from one server to Bro. another. I'm done believing it's all just a mistake. Yeah, right. We've been talking about censorship and big tech for seven, eight years now, or long. I mean, longer actually, maybe even nine years. Luke mm-hmm. was getting demonetized before anyone knew what the word was. Someone was manually going. Check this out. We all know what it means to be demonetized on YouTube these days. You got a little dollar sign icon on your video. You go in one day, it's yellow. And it says, you know, ads limited. When Luke from We Are Change was making videos, this is back in like 2011, I'm hanging out with him. And then one day he's like, dude, my ads are turned off again. And in his account, the little green icon, it was a circle back then, is grayed out. He'd have to go back in the video and activate it again. Then he'd come back oh, later and they'd all be gray again. And he'd go in and turn them on, turn them on, turn them on, turn them on. Mm-hmm. Because there was no formal demonetization process. Yeah. Someone at Google or YouTube was manually axing his account and taking ads off of each individual video. Wow. So we know that was happening then. Then they created the system to automate it. Now we have this. I, I Look. I, I went and hung out at the offices of Ustream back in the day. Do you guys remember yeah, Ustream? Oh, yeah, we used to stream yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that the letter like, U. That's, yeah. that's where Joe Rogan started streaming, wasn't it? He used to do I don't know. Joe Rogan experience so. on Ustream. Yeah, I believe so. And they had guys sitting at, at a table with a bunch of computers, computers, and on the monitors, there would be like 50 live streams all going at once. Mm-hmm. And they would, and I'm like, what is this? And they're like, we basically just watch all of it. And if someone looks like they're becoming a problem, we move them over into this panel on the left. And then basically they, 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 they look for people who are about to break the rules or they think might break the rules, take them from the main grid and put them in the s- select box. And then if that person takes their shirt off or does something, they nuke it right away. Mm. Take the stream right down. Yeah, I, I know doubt it's YouTube all has that. Right. YouTube has to have way more sophisticated tools than that. Yeah, yeah, they probably have AI watching language. I wouldn't even be surprised if they have AI reading voice cadence. So if you start mm. to get agitated, it can tell. Yep. Mm. And that's, so the I, trick is to just deliver horrible messages in a monotone? In a super cool, <laughs> a calm super way. Don't move your eyebrows. Low. Yeah, very, very <laughs> still. Well, I think they have humans who watch. And for a show yeah. like this, as big as it is, I'm willing to bet that there's like 10 shows and they have like one guy who's watching all at the same time. Or more importantly, I'm willing to bet for a show this big, they have one guy who, who's hired to watch the show. At mm-hmm. least one guy, probably. Yeah. One person probably and they're like, people. because- uh, Your show, Rogan's show, and a few others. Yeah, any yeah. big yeah. live streams would probably have well, groups of- Well, Joe's not on YouTube anymore. Oh, right, true. Yeah, but uh, but all the big live streams for I sure. suppose I can only say don't, I, I agree with you, to, don't believe that nothing is going on, but just don't believe anything about it. Don't believe that it's people there twisting knobs. Don't believe that it's the data getting corrupted. Like, there's no way to know. So there's no point in coming in with a strong belief on it. But I would like to know. I would say it seems highly probable that yeah. is the case. Yeah. Honestly, it does. Just because when I'm watching this, it seems fine all the time. And then I will see comments about, you know, not getting it recommended. I have, I have a couple of accounts on my phone. And I check and make sure that I'm still getting the notifications. And sometimes I don't get notifications on some of those accounts. And sometimes I do get notifications to show us live on some accounts. So, but that, I mean, the, the, the turning point USA thing was really weird. Yeah. Because I get off the stage 
And then I'm told immediately the show didn't go live for like 10 minutes. It didn't go live. It was very stressful for the rest of us backstage being Mm -hmm. like, what is happening? Because we could see it in the monitors. But we, you know, like the first thing I did was pull up on YouTube. and, And you think maybe there'll be a 30 second delay, right? Like you think it's a big show. I don't remember how long our lag is anyways, whatever. Like it doesn't kick in and we all sort of turn to each other like, when was okay. this? This was, uh, how long ago was it? December? Two months? No, December. Yeah. yeah, a couple months. At, at, oh yeah, right. Um, right. End of November. Amfest? Yeah. Okay. Is that the trend? Yeah. December 15, yeah. 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 So oh, wow. December, beginning of December. Fairly recent. As a quick aside, the poll says uh, people think the FBI raid on Biden, 55% say it was a cover-up, 45% say deep state removal. But uh, again, we, ha- we, we had uh, on more than one occasion, Luke would start talking about the intelligence agencies and things they've done, and then all of a sudden the show would drop for like 20 seconds or something. We could double-blind test on Rumble. I mean, that's that's a, some advice is we could try a different platform and see if it happens again on the other. But the thing is, it happens spottily, and it could be P, not even Alphabet, the company. It could be like Well, we CIA, can test it out know, now and continue talking about the CIA and the FBI <laughs> and, and see if it drops off. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's definitely certain topics. It's definitely topic-based. I'm, I'm loath to go that direction, to, really? to start assuming for sure that it's because of the topic. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can understand why you would be. I, I get it. And you have you honestly have more uh, you know experience with this than I would. But to, in my experience, it seems like it's topic-based. And what I've seen in, in the past, I've watched the show for years. It definitely seems like there's... You know. Can you guys listening, uh, admitting at YouTube right now, super chat us and let us know <laughs> if there are tech technologies I've you're got, using to mute and oh, push they, things they, around? They have to have it. Just let us know. You, you, know, you know how I, I, I guarantee you, I, I, I would say there is no less than a 100% chance they have that ability. You know why? Because a crackpot psychopath live streamed himself going into a church in New right. Zealand. Mm. Right, right, right. That kind of stuff has happened before. It's happened more than once. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure when that happened, every big tech platform said, we need the ability to instantly shut down any stream. We need robot AI, whatever, tracking noises. Right. YouTube has a rule that you cannot do anything with guns live. So if, you own, so if, you, if you're on YouTube and you have a gun channel, you can go out to your range and do tutorials and like, um, um, who's that, uh, who's, who's that, what's that gun channel? Hickok 45, I think mm-hmm. is a good one. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. And so every, uh, that's all fine. And they're like, yeah, you can do that. It's totally fine. Because it's recorded. Not live though. Right. Yeah. And recorded. it has to be in the proper setting. So it, it can only be at a gun shop to display the weapon or it can be on the range where it's safe. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet they've got workers and AI. And I bet the workers get alerted when the AI flags something. Right. Yeah, and there's also a lot of pressure from all of these different organizations with a lot of money um, on social media platforms to censor content, to you know go after discrimination, hate speech, uh, violence, etc. So, you know. What about, remember all those uh, Facebook uh, censors who are not necessarily censors, but they were, I think they would be considered censors. They were watching Facebook material and so they uploaded to Facebook to check it for, wasn't that a whole big story and that kind of disappeared? They were talking about how it was, you know, detrimental to their health, how they could, like, they were watching so much negative content all the time and it was, like, yep. damaging them. Remember that? And well, then it Ian did it away. too. Yeah. With yeah. Mine. I did a video about that in 2018. That was start right after that idea broke, 2017, when right. people started coming out. They'll, they'll hire people to look at the darkest dregs of humanity. I mean, stuff yeah, will go yeah, up yeah. on YouTube. Are you talking about the TikTok lawsuit? I'm so sorry. Oh, no problem. No, no, no. I'm talking about, uh, like, Because yeah. there was a TikTok Fa- censor On Facebook, lawsuit. yeah. The censors are seeing so much yeah. murder Just and me. child abuse. Yep. The burnout rates Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there was... um. TikTok contracts, TikTok, sure. TikTok contracts to yeah. a third party, and they filed a class action lawsuit for yeah, similar reason. I'm sure, I'm sure your video is the more third party filed one against TikTok. 
yeah for, for damages because they say they just see terrible awful things and they have to like they'll work part of it is like they'll work really long shifts right mm-hmm. and then like without a break from anything they're just taking in all this terrible content. Yeah, it's not. It was 24-7 for me. So I'd go in, I'd look at 300 things, I'd go out, an hour later I'd go back in, look at another 100 things, stuff like that. Yeah. So it was all day of my life for five years. It so was, that was my life. For those that are wondering why Ian is the way he is, he used to be normal. And then I he looked to, at these things and he became more and more twisted. I, was, I did it. used to be normal. I did used to be normal. Um, I used to watch bangedup.com. You ever watch those old like oh, Faces what? of Death yeah. shows and stuff? Dude. Like in 2001, when the internet was finally on and I could finally like, watch a video, I'd, I'd uh, go. On America Online? Um, yeah, it was, I think I had America Online at the time. <laughs> and um, and that was like hard to watch. But I was like, if it happens, I should I should be able to see it. If it's going to happen in real life, I should see it. But like that doesn't mean I need to see every blown open body. Yeah, it gets to the point where you need to protect the mind, and uh, I don't know how we're going to handle so, administrating these things. Right, this is, the, this is a big challenge because there are evil people posting evil stuff on all of these platforms. And you know, Elon, of course, came in, and that was a big thing he was trying to do is, is get rid of this stuff because Twitter certainly wasn't for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me pull up this story. This is, inter- this is a crazy story. This is from our good friends over at Jezebel. You know Jezebel, you know <laughs> you love her. Twitch, Twitch's AI porn controversy is a creepy sign of things to come. You know, I completely agree with Jezebel for once. Popular streamer Atrax sobbed through his apology after viewers spotted that he was looking at AI-generated porn of other streamers. This is the weirdest thing ever. So the dude, I guess, like, what's the story? He was watch. He had porn pulled up on his. No, he like so pop culture crisis. Shout out to them for talked about this the other day. He like was doing a stream. And he was clicking through, like, the tabs. And I guess, I don't know if he opened it accidentally or just skipped over it. But, like, they could see he was on Pornhub. And I don't know all the details of, like, how they identified that it was well, what it, was, it is. It wasn't Pornhub from my knowledge. It was, it was a site that does this. That oh, makes okay. You can, like, content. upload someone's well, face. Well, right, in his right, apology, right, right. he said, I was on Pornhub and I got directed to an app. Right, exactly. And then it sent me to whoever. Something that's how mm-hmm. I figured it out. But, like, they noticed a tab in his browser that was, like. It was crying about it? Yeah, and yeah. his wife sat in the background. His yeah. wife was crying too. He yeah. was on porn. He was like, "I was on Pornhub, a totally normal site, and then I an ad <laughs> popped most up." Famous line. Yeah, an ad popped up for this AI deep fake porn. So he clicked on it, More and then he went the extra step to pay money to get an account right. for the can thing I, to can watch. I, can I just give some advice to any uh, you know young streamers out there? You have a work computer and you have a personal <laughs> computer. And it's not hard to understand, but this guy apparently was like, "I run my business off this machine." Let's pull up adult content on the browser I use yeah. for children. Like, come on, bro. Like, and he's been for a kids streamer for like year, a long time, yeah. right? Like, well, this I, think is, he was I don't live. know anything about him. But well, like, obviously, he was live. What am I saying? Think. Yeah. yeah. But I just mean like you, you think he'd know to close his tab. Yeah, yeah, seriously, bro. Come on. Just don't do that on your work computer. Or maybe just don't do it at all, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. True, true. As this story was breaking, what's this girl's name? Uh, Out of a morbid curiosity, he paid yep. for a subscription. Morbid, morbid curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious. Please have my money and show me more. Yeah, yeah I think he's in damage control at this point. Now, but hold on. Like, wh- how, I mean, it is, it is kind of cre- it is creepy, right? Do we super creepy? This? It's creepy, so, but then uh, what what do you do, right? If there's like some sort of initiative to censor this sort of content, that's worse. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, someone exactly. someone someone tweeted this, and I saw it's got eleven thousand six hundred quote tweets. This tweet has thirty six million views. This mm-hmm. guy, I uh, Ion Romaru, says millionaire internet streamer's reaction to AI porn of herself. You won't find more fragile people than popular internet personalities, especially women. 
I don't. I don't know if I agree. Um, uh, I think you're allowed to be freaked out that someone took a picture of your face and put it on porn and is like watching it. She says people keep sending screenshots of it to her. Oh, like all wow. these people have seen it and it's got her face on it. And then like, yeah. I mean, it happens to celebrities all the time, doesn't it? You know, their Yo, faces Futurama are. Futurama did this. Yeah. Remember when when Fry was dating Lucy Lubot? Oh yeah, yeah. He wow. had Lucy Liu downloaded into a robot yeah. so he could date her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well, That's true. I I already used an example on pop culture, but uh, Japan has this big issue with importing sex dolls, and they've agreed to release some, but they won't release any that look like a public figure or mm-hmm. like a child. Oh man, uh, what the. Yeah, because they're like, that's disgusting. Okay, so, that's so what's a public like, figure? Like, is this the end of days? Uh, well, I know. Like, it, How do you define what a public figure is? Exactly. Do you have to be in a magazine? Do you have to be in a movie? Also, yeah. how are like all of the people So you can do it to regular Japan? people? Or like 2,000 followers on it? Like, what point? Yeah, what's does the it, cutoff? Exactly. It's mm-hmm. terrifying. And like, there have been a lot of people saying, oh, well, they, they shouldn't be upset about this. But like, no, I think people will compare it to like, oh, it's like a sex tape getting leaked. But like, this girl who's crying about it, like, didn't. Didn't do that. Like she. Yeah. Didn't I mean, I, I understand. She's, why she's also upset about it, she's but. also not making money off of it, yeah. and I'm sure that's mm-hmm. not her point. But I'll put it. Yeah, that's no, part no. of her point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but she should get all the money from it. She it's, should. It's her likeness. Like you can't take a picture of Ian and put it on like a, a commercial for your soda pop. You got to pay Ian for that. Well, mm-hmm. you can do it, but you will pay me for it if you do. <laughs> no, no. Look at this. Look at this. This tweet from Sweet Anita. She said, "This story was how I found out that I'm on this website." I literally choose to pass up millions by not going into sex work and some ran- random Cheeto-encrusted porn addict solicits my body without my consent instead. Don't know whether to, whether to cry, break stuff, or laugh at this point. I just don't think this should be the price for wanting to entertain people. This just made me realize something. There's a lot of women who try to do OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. They could effectively have like like porn star surrogates. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. Like, don't have to actually do it themselves. But, and there's but, no physical but here's, here's But here's yeah. the problem. That's that's the thing I'm saying. Like there could be women who are like get a different woman to do the work for you. Just put your face on it. But here's the crazy thing: you can't do anything about it. So we're we're talking about we're working on music, and we were talking with some some you know industry guys, and they were like, "You guys should do a cover of a song." You know, people like covers, and then you do like maybe just like one cover of something as like a song you really like. You want to do, and I'm like, "Well, how do you do that?" I mean, we we got to buy the rights. And they're like, "No, you just do Mm-mm. it." No, covers and I'm are like, fine. You don't need to buy the rights to cover a song. Like, nope. no, the money just goes to the person who wrote the song. Right. I was like, oh, wow. Now think about what that means for AI deep porn. That means True. any woman anywhere mm. can't stop someone from making it. The only thing they can do is accept the money. This basically means like you cannot stop someone from forcing a woman to be in, in, in AI porn. Yeah. The only thing that happens is like, well, they used your face, so here's money. <laughs> so how do you deal with this? That's the question. I don't know. That's crazy. The girl in the video, and I I'm, apologize, I don't know her name. QT Cinderella. I mean, like, I feel bad for her that she this is happening to her, taking, but how do you, how do you deal with this situation? She says one of her frustrations is now she's taking, she's spending her own money to fight it and, like, in court and stuff. And I guess, like, you issue a cease and desist. Like, but the other part is. Good luck. Also, yeah, it's, it's already the out there. Like, even if you web. get this yeah. one video of her taken down, it doesn't end the surface. And also, like. Those screenshots are going to continue to happen to other people too. Yeah. I mean, Dry sand effect too. Yeah. This yeah, is going to be more and more. It and more. It's AI yeah. is going to be able to write it on the spot. You'll go, I want to watch person A have sex with animal L. And then they watch a donkey and a, the woman you love getting it on. And then you're like, okay, stop. I want to watch myself having sex with Phil in the blank. And it's, that's it. And everyone in the world is fair game. You could even be, I want to look at a blend of person A and B having sex with person Y. Mm-hmm. And so. you'll see like these weird. Dude, people are going to like put the Hulk's face on a woman. <laughs> yeah. Like remember we were talking about that weird YouTube thing where they put Hitler's head on a woman's body to do Tai Chi and sing yeah. nursery rhymes mm-hmm. to kids. 
Man, the world is is getting. It feels technology. It yeah. feels like. Thank you, AI. It, it feels like chaos is taking over. Mm-hmm. It's just everything's becoming random, nonsense, and chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's then entropy, eventually man. it'll become normalized, and then people, you know. That's why I asked if we'll be around in 14 years, if this country can still. It's like we used to be able to defend Earth because of land borders. They had artillery. They rolled up to the border. We could protect it with troops. They couldn't get any closer in, so they couldn't hit the target. Now we have air power. You can't protect the Earth when everyone has air power. There's no way to defend. The American process of defending Earth is not functional now because you have orbital strikes and stuff. Climate change is supposed to kill us by 2025. So <laughs> so wait, these websites allow you to like, you upload someone else's picture and then it'll generate it for you? Yeah. I know they do those. We, we did the thing with the music video Genocide. If you haven't seen heard the song Genocide, check it out because Ian's in it. And we, we animated news personality faces to sing the song about, it's basically criticizing the media for being liars. Yeah. So I know that that, that sounds like, you know, kind of wholesome. It's silly to like make Don Lemon sing or whatever. Yeah. But people are actually going totally dark with it. It is crazy. I, I wanted to get an account and check it out earlier today, but I stopped myself for better Can we words. Like, Not enough morbid curiosity. You know, you know, you know, you know what I would ra- actually rather do? I would rather just use it, use like the AI technology to put Tom Cruise in just whatever movie. <laughs> so like I want to see Tom Cruise as Frodo Baggins and then do a voice AI and a, and a face AI, and then it's literally just Tom Cruise as Frodo Baggins the whole time. T- tell me that would not be like the funnest thing ever. It would be fun to have technology if everyone had good intentions, right? But right. like you can't introduce that. You have to assume everyone's going to do the worst thing, which is like, you know, <laughs> AI-generated porn. Like, I'm sorry, but that's the reality. But I mean, people I can already do that with like Adobe programs and everything. Put you know your face on video and yeah, etc. So it's sure. It's I don't not like any specific technology. to AI. They're just making it easier with AI to right. do that. Yeah, of course. But I think that's. Like, that's why you, so many parents are deciding not to put their kids' faces on the internet, right? That's why you mm-hmm. saw this pushback against, like, family, family vlog channels. I think that, like, we had a nice honeymoon here, here with technology and the internet. We <clears> thought <throat> it was cool. We thought it was a fun time. Yeah. But actually, it's extremely dangerous. It is. And there's no putting it back in the box. So, should you just opt I'm, out I'm for just, as long as I'm possible? just worried about what politicians are going to propose to stop this from happening. Oh, yeah, I got an hard. idea. We should... Uh, AI Biden's face on a Trump's body <laughs> and then start showing it to people and be like, do you agree with what Joe Biden says here? Yep, totally. And it'll be Joe Biden. I'll be like, come on, man, you know, I'm the greatest president. Everybody agrees. Yeah, that's a good idea. We could honestly do like a Nancy Pelosi or a Fauci one. You have it. The voices down. Pat. You know, I, I feel like uh, the, it, it's it's inevitable that everyone's going to be deep faked onto porn of all styles. Yeah. So I've just kind of already accepted it. Like, get Pretty ready much. for the, have the you, whirlwind. But the problem is when people don't know it's a deep fake when they see it. Yeah. And then they post That's it. That's the problem. And yeah. then even then law enforcement when, doesn't when know it's When it happens so often, then people are going to just be like, oh, it's Normalized. probably fake. And then no one's going to believe any video real? ever. No one's like, going to believe anything. Like what is real? Yeah. The what perception of what happened or what happened? child porn and you go to the cops and they're like, nah, everything's fake. It's a matter, but it's a real case. Like, what do we do well, then? They, they would have the means to, you know, sort of investigate it. But you just said it. that everyone's going to assume it's all fake. Everyone as in general public. But I yeah, feel like... Yeah, forensics will dig through it yeah. and be like, here's but the But if they are motivated enough to, right? If we assume enough of it is fake, I'm just saying, like, it opens this terrible door where yeah. people are going to be like, the reality is most of the stuff is not real. But like, what's real? That's the question is, is it the perception of the act or is it the act itself? Because when you watch porn, a video, you're not actually watching the porn. You're watching a digital representation of it. So you're not watching porn for real. You're watching a, a, a fantasy. Um, uh, you, one, okay, that's, just, that's a semantic argument. But the we think is, it's real because we feel it. 
Because it happened, because people filmed it. We're asking the question of whether or not it was filmed with real humans or was made by a computer and it never but happened it, to a person. If it looks identical, like what's, if there's no difference. There is. Was a person in this act or not? And if we're talking about children, was a children harmed and raped or is it an adult who consented and got paid? I mean, those are questions you can't is it, answer. Is, it, that's is it a video evidence of a crime or not? That, that's, you know, very simple. But it, until those, if I don't think those questions can be answered. If it looks realistic enough, there's no way to know. Well, well this I mean, is the, this cops is the, would be able to answer it, like you said. I hope. I'm not, I'm hear, not, I'm not like saying, convinced. hey, authority's going to fix it. I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced because this is something we've been talking about for several mm-hmm. years. Okay. And it's going to come to a point where what you do is you create an, you, you, you generate a fake video. Then you, comp- you run it through a, comp- a compressor or, right. or uh, uh, you convert it. Mm-hmm. And now it it wipes out the artifacts. Yeah, exactly. it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to tell at you a certain a really point. Really good job. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. I was watching um, I was watching some YouTube video. I was like some Blizzard thing or something. I remember what it was. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, 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 I can't remember what it was. And it was like, it was kind of really obvious. It was CGI, but just the lighting was so good. I was like, weird. It was like they got past the uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. It felt like you knew it was CGI, but it looked so good and real. And yeah. it was like a person walking like across a bridge or something. And I was like, damn, this is creepy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy stuff, man. Yeah. I To go back to the crying girl for just a second, because it's on my mind. Um, the other thing I think she could do legally is go after Pornhub, because if they're accepting advertising money from this site... I don't really. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. I no, don't know. I don't know. think she could. No. Okay. But like, you got to go after the company that did it, not the advertising. Like, they can't. She can maybe do a cease and desist if they're showing her maybe. picture on the site or something. I feel like there is like that's what's weirding me out. Like, and then uh, I'm not going to start a new wave of lawsuits. Yeah. I know, but like that's the thing about legal fights. Like everyone involved has to have the money to go through it, and right. even then they're not always effective. Like there's really no justice for this. And you're like, also it, buying his story about that's what happened. You know, oh yeah, for sure, sure, sure. Totally. But like, that's what he did. I feel like. And I don't know, I'm not going to investigate it, but like him being like, these are advertisements I see. There are enough people who mm. check out Pornhub who could verify, oh yeah, they run those advertisements, which got, is like, to me, creepy. I'm like, I got a Future's weird- gross, man. Yeah, yeah it's I, terrible. I'm at like a crossroads in my mind because I'm like a pretty extreme techno-libertarian. Like I think if the technology can exist, it's going to exist and it will get used. No amount of legalities are going to stop that technology from being real. Uh, but then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm thinking about protecting children. Mm. And like, right. how do you, how do, you know, you can't just let everyone see everything all the time. Yeah. Where, where we're going, right. like, remember Lenza? That is a big thing. It's, I guess people are still doing it. The AI pictures, like the cartoon yep. pictures and everything. You take a bunch yeah. of pictures of yourself and then it generates a, like a, a perfect AI version of you or whatever. Mm. That's the future. We're going to live in the pods and you're going to be in a digital world. And f- you know what the funny thing is? Like, for all we know, we're already in it. And we are the beautiful versions of ourselves. Dude, yeah, I just right. pulled up this story from last year on Yahoo. Would you eat lab-grown human salami cultured from celebrity cells? Oh, they, They're making <laughs> meat from celebrity <laughs> cells, oh or gosh. they're about to. And then you can eat your favorite celebrity. Or Wait, what is the title of that why? one? Would you eat lab-grown human salami? Why would you want to do that? Yes, why, what is the motivation? Because you want to live in the pot and be your best fantasy. But you think it brings you closer to them? I if you, so. like... All right, let's look, look at this Would story. Would you eat human meat grown in a lab? Um, Would you eat human meat because, grown in a lab? Well, well, this is like um, the animal rights movement, well, really, because they don't want you to eat animal meat. They don't the want answer is eat. no, I won't eat human. What is wrong with you people? Did you find the one about lab-grown salami cultured from celebrities? Lab-grown salami. I've seen that human meat oh, here we article. Go before it's hmm. it's like an animal rights would you thing. eat lab grown human salami cultured from celebrity cells so no why salami James Franco's salami they're hoping to get James Franco and Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence and Kanye West on board to donate tissue samples why that will become salami no. I don't That's think crazy. Kanye would be down 
Knowing Yana, I don't think he'd be down with that. I you make a be. lot. Could you imagine the amount of money that someone yeah, could make? Probably from so much. It's only legal in Idaho, though. Idaho's the only state that allows that. This is like some of the most disgusting stuff I've ever seen. Yo, we need, yeah. to, we need to go back. There was also an article that, that I... Go back. We've yeah, got too far. Too far. Too far. There was also an article I read. Um, they said, would you eat um, human meat to save the planet? It's like, no, what a, a wonderful, reason. vague question. Here's what I'm saying. How about... I think I have this video somewhere. Here we go. Check out this video. This is, uh, I saw this history-defined high school fitness program in 1962. Look at this. This was normal back then for all of the kids. Somebody film La Sierra now. You can't even play dodgeball in gym class anymore, so... Is it all boys school or they separate by gender for the gym class? I'm pretty sure they all did. So I'm kind of saying, here's what I'm saying. Can we, like... Go back to when we, you know, exercised and ate right, but, you know, keep the getting rid of racism part and then just have like the not racism, but still be exercising and eating right and not having human grown. Well, this meat is toxic masculinity now. <laughs> yeah, this is just true. a bunch of teenagers exercising as they should be. But nowadays it's just like the kids sit around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, if you make Don't them eat. exercise and they can't do it, then you make them feel bad, and that's bad because that's bullying. <laughs> oh my God. Man, it's like it's like social Darwinism or whatever. Mm-hmm. The strong well, must survive. Let the let the people who want to be doughy be doughy, and also, the people who want to be fit be fit. Do you want to cater to like the lowest denominator, or should we all like try to encourage everyone to reach their highest potential? Right. That's why we're going to lower the standards. That's, oh, good. That's Glad. part of like the assisted suicide conversation. Like, I'm very much just cater to the best of the best and let everyone else fall away. If they can't keep up, then they're not supposed to evolutionarily. See, mm-hmm. with this gym class example, I feel like it's way worse to be like, you couldn't do a push up, so you just don't have to do them. Like, we know you're not capable. That's a terrible yeah, thing right, to communicate to right, a teenager, right? right? Being like, hey, you can't do push up, but by the end of the semester, maybe you'll be able to do five. And that's awesome. That's an improvement. Like, no, they're that's call way it better. Or something. Exactly. Yeah, two points. I guess there's if we are going into the technoverse, that your emotions are going to be a key part in your ability to navigate. So mm. angry people could make bad things, and you want to like make sure people are happy and healthy. But the problem is, man, giving ever, someone everything they want when they're little is not what makes people happy. You need people need averse adversity. They need competition. To, of course, they need to lose, yeah. and they need to learn how to enjoy it. That's how you. Develop. The future is going to be humans are going to be. Short and gangly and gaunt, super thin, wearing jumpsuits, and they're going to live in pods. But in the pods, they're going to be six feet tall, super ripped, flying around, you know, with with spaceships and all that stuff. Yeah. This is the I worst the bedtime story ever. <laughs> so I think the future is androgyny because we see all of this gender yeah. transitioning happening. And mm. I think that the ideal will eventually be, you know, an androgynous model. Of I, yeah, I was well, thinking that, that oh. we're going to be just raising, gestating and... and like pods, the yeah. kids, and then adults won't have sex organs. We'll be super tall because we'll be yeah. in low gravity, have really long arms and legs. Have you guys watched SG-1? This is basically what happens to one of the aliens. Like the, 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 the what are they, the, the, the Nordics, what do they call them? I forgot what they call them in the show. Uh, but they're like greys and they can't reproduce anymore. They can only clone themselves and they're they're they're, degra- they're they're degrading so they can't do it much longer and they eventually just get wiped out because of it. What were you about to Oh, I was just going to say in the early 2000s I remember reading some fashion magazine do a, 
uh, cover on like the top model Asgard. industry. Asgard. Asgard. Sorry, guys. Uh, Asgard. The highest, like most in demand, and it was a man who was known for his androgynous look, and he's very thin, and like Tim's saying, like long arms, stuff like that. Yeah, the but fashion it, industry to this day is doing the same. Well, thing, and so. this was like I think I read this article in 2010, yeah. right? So at that time, they already were like, this is the ideal for both men and women because mm-hmm. they were saying this, like he's able to rock walk runway for men's lines but also for women's lines right but he's not shaped like we would think a traditional toxically masculine male ideally yeah. is and he's not and shaped how do like we a woman get, how do we get to that ideal of androgyny by flipping mm-hmm. shit so um, and making the body unhealthy right right so the fashion industry they're making men wear dresses and then they're making women you know wear more masculine clothing so that is the first step to reaching that ideal of androgyny yeah, so i think sure. that Definitely. And they're 10 years ahead. Like, if we're just talking about it now, they've already known it for a while. I was thinking, like, how uh, all wars are fought for sex. I don't know. Some people have told me that over time. Like, all all wars are fought over women or something like that. Call back to Helena Troy. Maybe not all of them. That's, like, the one thing. I'm pretty sure the biggest wars in the world were fought over uh, black peppercorn. Wasn't it salt? Well... I guess so yeah. all, all that stuff, yeah. food, food for sure. But food the aggression over over women, over either guys not getting laid, so he goes, to, he gets angry, or a guy wants the woman, so he goes, like maybe the sexuality is what has caused us to be so psychotic as a species is our obsession with finding a mate and taking other people's mates. And mm. I disagree. As an explain, the East India Trading Company, uh, trade uh, trade company, right. and the the spice right. wars. Food is a big part of it too. Just but, but, yeah, but bro, 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 it was literally. Pepper, black pepper. They were like, I will kill thousands to make my eggs taste better. It was, it's insane. Also the profit off the black pepper, the amount yeah. of money they could make selling. But what, about, my point. what about female leaders that go to war? Like How Boudica? You, I yeah. mean, Margaret Thatcher, for example. Not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not all war is for sex, obviously. That's ridiculous. It's for, but it's for pepper. A lot of aggr- male aggression <laughs> yeah. is because of it. I, I think, think in nature, male aggression is often because of female stuff. Like you think about like the... I don't remember what they are, but the Rams that get interlocked because they're trying yeah. to be each other to like seduce women. How do you define male aggression? Just displays of aggression, right? So if you're talking about these Rams, Isn't that they just fight each being other. A man, I mean, I think aggression is a naturally masculine tendency. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like the, uh, there are times when it becomes fatal, right? If you're lam- Rams who lock together and die because you were trying to seduce the, or show the girl that like you were the better, or stronger of the two, like it can be at times not the best you need a certain amount of aggression you don't need to dominate but like i think you're right we link in nature sex and aggression are often linked but i I don't think it's it's necessarily the only cause of war i wonder if it's being bred out of humanity if people are attempting to lower the aggression and the sexuality to an androgynous state Uh, it's crossed my mind like five ten years ago and i wonder if it's a technocratic state of mind thing like we need these people not testosterone filled because they're too much, too much fist fights, too much lying. So that's physical aggression, but then on the female side, there's emotional aggression, right? Because I mean, they're influenced by estrogen and everything. So, yeah, and aggression for they're, women. They're looks emo- different. Yeah, I, I feel like it's worse. I would too, but <laughs> I think it's well. Think they it's have that toxic. thing where they say like men. Like women, like men, if there's a problem, like eventually can just hit each other, right? Yeah. But with women, like and then they'll get over die. it. Yeah, yeah. But the hitting each other never, never solves it. I don't think. I don't think so. But they assert dominance, and that's sort of the natural order of like the d- difference between men and women. I mean, like, it does solve it though, right? It the sol- beef is over. It solves it in the physical sense, like the guy's not going to so get. So you think up that now, the so. dudes are like emotionally upset with each other after they win a fight or something? Probably. I mean, if you're not working it out emotionally it, or, or consciously, like mm-hmm. I don't think it's getting worked out. What kind, what kind of fight are you guys? Do you mean? 
Like a guy and a, two guys want a woman. They get into a fist fight. The guy breaks the other guy's legs, breaks his neck. And Jeez. now he's like, he didn't dis. He didn't. <laughs> okay, dude. Like, he's basically well, we're a tribal now, so we have no choice because otherwise he'll come back later. Um, Oof, yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. I was in uh, Norway and the Norwegian, this Norwegian guy, and it's funny because they're all kind of woke. He was like, You want to hear a joke? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, How come Britain has no beautiful women? And I was like, why? We, we took them all. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because the Vikings went and raided and took all the women. And right. I'm like, I don't know if that's a joke or like. It's not. But like the crazy true. thing is, like, I'm ima- imagine like you're a woman in a village in like the British Isles or whatever, in Great Britain or something or Wales or Scotland. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of burly dudes in a boat just walk up, destroy <laughs> your village and take you yeah. and bring you back to their village. And it's like, this is your life now. Yeah, true. Like, that's just it. Like, OK, yeah. I guess. Yeah, God, I, I, you know, the horrible, I talk about this horrible, horrible stuff, but it's only because I want people to think about what it could be. It, you can't just call, call the cops. Like if, if we really screw this up, you know, <laughs> this American Dude. thing. Watch, watch, 18, I'm watching 1883 because, you know, you, you guys were telling me to watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like everybody dying all the time. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. It's, it's just so. like they're walking and then all of a sudden, like, there's like, there's a scene where they're talking about this and a girl goes to take, take a leak or something and a snake bites her ass and then she's dead. Like mm-hmm. her corpse is lying on the ground. I'm like, well, snake bit her ass. Look, I think that, what was that video game that was popular? Oregon Trail? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think it prepared us for what the West was really like. That's why I liked watching 1883. It's not yeah, but the, the West there's no like that. way they did. Like, this, where the marshal walks into the room and He's like, who did it? Bang, bang, no, bang. Just no, kills everybody. I can't say Come the depictions on. of law enforcement and how yeah. that works, but like the risk to the travelers, like while yeah, yeah, they're going, sure. like the snakes and the wagon and real. the whatever else, like that is real. Right, it but, seems kind of crazy today because there are, there are very like rudimentary things we've learned like in grade school that can really make a difference that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And if, if you think about it, like just it's, to put it simply, there were people at a, t- at a time who didn't know what a wheel was. And we all know what a wheel is because we've just seen it. We've never had a workshop class on how to make a wheel. We'd probably struggle to figure out how to make a perfect wheel out of wood or something. But eventually we'd figure out something, how to make something roll. But there was a period where people didn't even have wheels. Nobody figured it out. Nobody knew. Nobody saw it. Now it's like if we really needed to, you could probably make a wheel with something. You could just do it because you know the concept of it. So when it comes to like the Oregon Trail... There's a bunch of stuff you may have just seen passively watching the Discovery Channel and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like how to get water at night. It's like mm-hmm. you dig a little hole and you put like a leaf in it or something and you get like a cup or whatever. Condensation forms and it drips into the cup. There's just like yeah. stuff that you learn from watching movies that these people never had access to. Yeah. Think about this. Well, germ theory, right? Sorry to cut you off. Oh, right. Yeah. Like washing wounds. They used to be like, why wash your hands? Yeah. Or like but, you have to boil your water before you drink it. Right. Like, they, they didn't know that because they didn't have the concept. But, but in 1883, they're boiling the water because of cholera. But they have to tell them to right but so so think about this when you watch a movie you get a bunch of bs information and people think the wrong things from watching it the people think that like silencers make guns go pew, pew, pew. They, they really don't and uh they really don't know what these things sound like but um there's there is a there is so much information we absorb every single day that we take for granted if you go back to 1883 you probably absorbed no information for for days mm-hmm. like literally the information you absorb is like an animal was there. Okay, well, that's not like longevity information. Right. I'm talking like today, you know, I'll read an article and it'll be like a new fusion reactor. It, it combines these things with these things. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just learned something, I guess. And I, I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to practically apply like a fusion reactor or something. But you go back to the 1800s and you're walking the whole day and you learn nothing new. 
The only yeah. thing new you learn is like, there's a tree at this point on the map. I'll write I it think, down. you know, we've also seen this transition from, you know, TV culture to internet culture, right? We have all of the world's knowledge at our fingertips 24-7, you know. 30 years ago, we wouldn't be able to Google like some stupid, you know, piece of information that we were looking for. But now we can. It's crazy. That, that was actually, uh, there was a comic. I think it was XKCD. I'm not sure. Where someone, it's like 1990 and someone said, hey, what year was Lincoln shot? And the other person's like, I don't know. You want to go to the library and find out? <laughs> nah. And then it's like now, hey, what year was Lincoln shot? Then he's looking at his phone. And yeah. He's like 1864. I don't know. Yeah. Was it 1864? What year was it that he was shot? Uh, 1865 was like when the war ended. Right. Yeah, so right. Sixty five after right. the war, right? It was yeah. like a month yeah. after the war ended. Yeah, right. sixty five. Sixty five. That makes probably. sense, right? You can't go anywhere without your history. What year was it? April fourteenth, eighteen sixty five. Sixty five. You were right, right. Yeah, yeah. I was close. I was close. Yeah, I'll to this point, you know, um when I had that Twitter space with the Taliban I was telling you uh, about before, I co hosted it with Nuance Bro and uh, we were discussing the detainment of Andrew Tate and I got MAGA people together with these Taliban guys living in Afghanistan. They actually had a very fruitful <clears throat> conversation hmm. about, you know, where the world was headed. Can you imagine if we could do this back in 2001? Maybe the war that's would crazy. not have happened. Yeah, I, that's why I'm wondering why do we have this global conflict? Like, where is Putin on a video chat with Joe Biden? Hmm. <laughs> Cue YouTube taking us off here. We're going to go to Super Chats. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member over at TimCast.com to watch our uncensored members-only show, which will be up around 11 p.m. Tonight, we do those Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. And as a member, you're supporting our cultural endeavors and our show. So we really do appreciate it. Smash that like button. All that good stuff. All right. I prefer Rumble. Do you? Says, Tim and Ian, please check out 2034, a novel of the next world war by Admiral James Stavrivas. It's sobering and clearly shows it explains World War III will touch American soil. Technology is a double-edged blade. Ooh. Yeah, drone bombers, man. Defiant Blackout says, yo, Tim, when you started off with that raid comment, YouTube glitched and I replayed it. That whole part is gone about the orange man. Let me just make sure I can reiterate this and I'm going to give advanced warning for our censors. So you can. okay, I'm I'm about to say it again. All right. When Donald Trump has the FBI go to his house to look for documents, it's a raid. When they go to Joe Biden's house, house, office, it's a planned search. It's funny how the media does that, right? All right, did you guys, did, you, did, you, did the censors, did you get it? Oh, oh no, that one went through? Oh, well, you tried, you tried. All right. Bryce, says, Tim, your stream cut out for a few seconds in the beginning when you were talking about the Biden raid. Did it now? Richard Winter says, I'm pretty sure YouTube just censored you saying Donald Trump in your opening. Did they now? <laughs> Look at all these people saying this, huh? Just a coincidence. Don't, don't question it. Rusta says, just some feedback on an earlier vid from today. The For You algorithm existed before Elon bought the site, but Elon just made it easier to switch from For You and actually following on the app. Uh, anyway, love you all. Yes, there, was a little, there were little stars in the top right, and you had the home feed and the latest feed. And every so often, it would automatically switch you back to home, which was algorithmic. Yeah, I think it's awful. All right, Darius... Darius Arkin says, shortly after having a discussion with my district manager where I was told that my conservative politics are unacceptable, my transfer request was denied and I was terminated from my position. Yikes. Well, if that was Washington, D.C., you'd have a case for a human rights violation where politics is a protected class. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't apply anywhere else, though, for the most part. All right. Let's see. Matthew Reckamp says, the problem with your poll is that it doesn't have a third option for both. That was the poll on the question of, is, are they trying to remove Biden or cover up the, the, the raid or cover up Biden's malfeasance? Yep. 
David Toronto says Trump was president. He can declassify documents. Joe couldn't. Either way, I'll take President DeSantis. <laughs> well, there you go. That's one simple answer, I guess. What do you guys think? Is it me DeSantis? I, I hope prefer so. Trump. Yeah. You like Trump? I prefer Trump. It's I, tough, man. I, I want to see. I think DeSantis is pretty much like the same GOP establishment type of guy that's using mm-hmm. wokeism to basically capture the MAGA base. Right. I think so. We like he's doing what they want to try and earn their favor. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what he should be doing. Yeah, but I, I just don't think DeSantis like Trump brought is in the Bolton. same as as Trump. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, and that's one criticism I have of Trump. But then he ended up firing Bolton. You know. He brought in he brought in a bunch of people. He had a bunch of people surrounding him. As Luke likes to point out, he tried to get Bill Gates to be an advisor. Right. So it's 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 yeah. tough. Like Trump was not perfect. I don't know, man. Yeah, he wasn't, and that's actually why I I trust him more. He's not a politician. He's not a traditional politician. Whereas DeSantis, you know, he's born and bred politician. Yeah, really, too polished, maybe. Yeah. All right. Christina H says Caitlin Bennett said she'd love to come on the show. I hope you guys get in contact soon. Uh, I will, I will figure that one out. Let me write that down. Let me write down, uh, Caitlin Bennett. That'd be cool. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a while. Has she been on before? I think they were saying she took a break because she's a mom. Oh. She took time to, to to Kent State. That's where Caitlin went. Kent State. Same college. Yeah, she used to interview people and she'd have like the gun and then they were like, She's got really curly hair too, right? No. Yeah. And 345 says they are going to have Hakeem Jeffries run. Really though, it's kind of soon. What? But the, but that would boost his profile. Like Nikki Haley is going to run, and she doesn't actually expect to win. Running for president makes you it, it boosts your profile. You sell books. Hmm. You Look get at famous. Fedor O'Rourke. Yeah, and that's that's the only reason they do it. They do it so that they can get a book contract and make a bunch of money. Right. Say they ran. All right. Okay. Really, Rick says, "Hey, Samira, it's gays for Trump." When can we expect the next Taliban Twitter space? <laughs> Very soon, hopefully. Pick a topic and then, you know, maybe you can join. You guys should join. That's super interesting. Yeah. So how many people from the Taliban come on normally? Um, I mean, that was a very specific Twitter space. But then, you know, they'll show up in our spaces sometimes, you know. Nuance Bro said they like asked, yeah, they were asking for dating advice or something. Yeah, oh my god, we don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) No, they have good advice, and you know, we've asked them about pop culture references and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to you know get these groups together. You know, Mm. would be good conversation. All right, Wyatt Caldenberg says, Tim, I have been involved in politics since the '60s. One thing I learned: never trust people who spread gossip and create drama within the movement. They always turn out to be paid rats, crackpot, or people with dark secrets. True. Well, the one thing I will say is we talked about reputation management firms a while back. These are companies that their whole thing is how to create personas, how to manufacture identities, and how to do the inverse, how to destroy and character assassinate. And so the one thing I'll warn you about is like with, with Julian Assange, this is, the, this is where the future of, of assassination is. Back in the day, let's just, let's just leave all the conspiracy theories aside. Several prominent people were killed in, you know, big news stories. Mm-hmm. What happens when a prominent individual has their life taken? Well, their work stops, but their ideas become immortal. They become right. martyrs. Yeah. What we see now is Julian Assange gets accused of some impropriety or nonsense that turns out to be totally fake. Mm-hmm. They use that as pretext to shut down his work or at least impede it to the best of their abilities and try and destroy his legacy so that his ideas die forever. The man gets to live locked in the Ecuadorian embassy for 10 years, mm-hmm. but they made sure that all across the internet people were spamming comments about how Julian Assange was doing this, that, or otherwise to women. The media narratives came out and started doing all the same thing, and it was all a lie. 
And then what it turned out turns out, they dropped the case against Julian Assange, and then Donald Trump moved to have him uh, indicted and extradited to the mm-hmm. United States on espionage charges when he's not even an American citizen. Right. Yeah. You got to watch out for this intel stuff, man. Yeah. They try. It's weird stuff. It's weird, creepy stuff. But you can usually tell when it's inorganic, like. The, the the story about Julian Assange, if you actually looked into, you knew like, oh, okay, this is not real. But for some reason, New York Times or whoever else, all these big news outlets were writing overtly fake things. The same thing I can say for Donald Trump. Like yeah. all these people spamming on Twitter, screaming about how Trump said Nazis were very fine people. And it's like, yo, he never did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who are these people doing this? Well, you know what I think it is? I think it's a mix of prominent high profile accounts that get the, the intelligence agencies or the contractors will reach out to them and say, hey, this is the go. Here's your rate. Like, here's your pay. Do this story. Or mm-hmm. they will spam prominent personalities on the left and say, like, hey, look, like all of a sudden 50 comments will appear on someone's page being like, Donald Trump said this. Donald Trump said this. Troll farms. And then these prominent personalities yeah. will start talking about it and regurgitating these ideas and then saying Donald Trump's a Nazi. And then it creates that moment. The reputation management firm, you should really look into it. That's what Wikipedia is run by, basically. Mm-hmm. A handful of different agencies and individuals who do what's called reputation management. Mm -hmm. And then what's really dirty is when campaigns target an individual for some reason that you can't really understand. And then the person goes to them and says, hey, we can fix this for you. Maybe you just pay us and we'll make it all go away. We'll handle your Wikipedia page and get those articles removed. Mm -hmm. Crazy stuff, right? All right. Let's see what we got. Cabarroa says the D's can run a decrepit, senile, alleged pedo and make him get 81 million ballots. It doesn't matter who the establishment decides to run. That's what I'm saying. Like these, it, it, look, people are going to get a universal mail-in ballot and then someone's going to knock on their door and say, vote for Biden. They're gonna, oh, whatever, I guess. And they're not going to know anything about him. Yeah. Joe Biden could walk on a Fifth Avenue. And, and that, at the point of that statement is it's what Trump said. Trump said he could go out on Fifth Avenue and yeah. he wouldn't lose a single vote. He was right. I mean, it's not a good thing. You know, obviously, but it's, he's not he's not wrong in the zealotry of a lot of these voters. It's not exclusive to Trump. I think that's the important thing. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Grofty says the UFO might spin at some point, Buck. Well, you know, here you go. The UFO might spin. There it is. A little air duster to spin it. Spinning, the UFO is. That's it. All right. That's dangerous. Wobbling, the UFO might. Yeah, you have to make sure it's perfectly flat. Level, yeah. Otherwise... Like the air is pushing it down. I think hypothetically, if something spins horizontally fast enough, it creates anti-gravity. It diminishes its vertical momentum to zero. Hmm. Uh, How does that make sense? I'll talk. I'll, I'll bring on Jeremy Riss, the alien scientist, to explain it at some point in the future. So the <laughs> challenge with this UFO is that it's not symmetrical in every direction. So when the, the blower is on it, it's pushing it slightly downward. Mm-hmm. And so it's going down, but then bouncing up, so it starts wobbling. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is you have to get it perfectly flat and aligned. I've got this thing to go really, really fast where the whole thing starts shaking like crazy because it can't handle the energy. But I kind of feel like there's got to be a way to make it spin perfectly. You know, like what's the maximum RPM for this UFO? Oh, my gosh. Because there's In a vacuum, I I don't know if there would be a maximum. I mean, it eventually would break apart. Right, it would it would throw itself apart. I watched this really funny video, um, a skateboard wheel, and they put uh, they put like a power tool on it so that it would spin, and it's it spins so fast. Just this is urethane. It's hard. It's yeah. like it, it's it it melts basically. It just like wobbles out like laffy taffy. You guys ever watch the hydraulic press YouTube channel yeah. where he just mm-hmm. smashes different things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that channel. Therapeutic. <laughs> 
All right, what do we got here? Bryant, uh, Bryant Laws says, question, what if this is the setup for Civil War II? Think about it. Lincoln wasn't a perfect uh, choice for POTUS, so would Newsom be in the same boat? I don't know. Is is Joe Biden our Buchanan? Maybe. Lincoln came out as a fourth party. There were four parties running for president that year, and he was kind of a nobody, uh, wasn't a politician, and it was just a radical time in history. So it is possible that we're about to embark on, like we were just talking earlier, we need, uh, at least I was saying, I think more political parties. The difference is now we have bot farms, troll farms run by these parties and intelligence agencies. I think that. They've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, I actually talked to, uh, I'll just say a political party guy, and this was probably seven or eight years ago, who was talking about basically this. You know, they're, they're not so overt with they don't come out and say, we want to make trolls to target individuals or anything like that. They're just like, we want to maximize they want to user outreach. And, yeah. And what was the share blue? Was that the company that hired people to go on Reddit and post comments or something? I don't know. Uh, I can't really if you ever it. wonder why it is that you're online and you're seeing it's just a massive, you're getting inundated with a bunch of comments that like come out of nowhere. You got to watch out for these companies like Share right. Blue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is, that what is? is that what it's called? This is from Daily Beast. Hillary, the Hillary Clinton pack spent a million dollars to quote correct commenters on Reddit and Facebook. Is that exactly, shared blue. Yep, that's right. The 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 internet is fake. Dead internet theory. Companies. Uh, Reddit is the most one of the. So Reddit was was the uh, what made videos go viral. Yeah, people would find a video, find it funny, put it on Reddit, and then. It would go viral because the engine works that way. If you liked it, you give it an upvote. If you didn't, it went down. So if the video had that X factor, more people are upvoting it than downvoting it, it starts skyrocketing. Then people figured out how to game the algorithm. It wasn't just getting upvotes. It was downvoting everything else. Mm -hmm. So they started automating it. They started using troll farms. You see those videos where people have like 100 cell phones on the wall and they're walking over and they're posting messages? That's how they do it. And so they would load up Reddit and they would go downvote, 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 downvote everything in competition with it on each of their accounts from different phones. And then all of a sudden, not only is this video getting 100 upvotes, everything else got downvotes, and boom, your video made the front page. Right. Crazy, yeah. right? And this was like news like 10 years ago. People this, were talking yeah. about this. When, like, yep. when it and first, technology like, has advanced so much. Can you imagine right. what's going seriously, on Seriously, seriously. Ritual Studio says Universe 25 is becoming a reality. What what's, is what's that? I don't know. No, no idea. idea. No idea. Hmm. Paul Lamb says, I'm 24 looking at all this woke crap, and all I can think about is preparing to move to the middle of the woods and building a home for my future family. I'm telling you, man, if you if you got out of the city and you got chickens and got a little house, you're probably sitting pretty in your rocking chair on the porch looking at your glorious chicken wealth. Just purchased a solar power battery. Or I, p- I purchased a thousand, what is it, a thousand watt generator and a solar uh, generator. Solar generator. And, and then two big the solar country. panels, 200 watt solar well, panels. Well, we have, uh, we have a whole country. bunch of these big batteries with solar panels. Yeah, I got one of, kind of one of those. You, you let the panels, and it was really cool. Uh, when we first bought them, we, uh, this was a couple years ago, we laid out like 12 panels and we watched the thing charge up. And the battery was like charged to full in three hours. And that's actually pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of electricity being generated. And so we actually, I mean, we had a lot of panels. It was a huge space being covered, but you could run an air conditioner off that. These these little batteries up in the ground, we actually did. One day the power went out here and it was super hot in the studio. And we ran, the air conditioner ran, I think for like 45 minutes off of one fully charged battery. So, you know, that's pretty good. Get one. It was $1,000. If the apocalypse happens, I'm not going to be wasting my, I'm not going to waste my electricity on air conditioning. 
Unless I absolutely have to for some reason. Also, like, your phone is a battery. Keep that in mind. Like my solar panels, uh, they have USB-C ports on them. So you can just plug your phone right into the panel. And oh, wow. it, it is a battery that you can use. Uh, you said move out of the country, but where would you yeah. move to? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. If really? it gets really bad, then I might consider it. What's on know, your short uh, list? Um, I, I really liked Russia when I went there. El yeah. Salvador. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. Crime's dropping. The standard mm-hmm. of living is increasing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, sounding pretty good. Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert are like superstars there right now. That's right. So if I had to choose any other country, I'd just choose that. I'd hit up Max and Stacey and be like, what's going on, Bitcoin? Yo. I'm your new neighbor. Yeah, Bitcoin. What yeah. about you? I don't know. I, I, um, I have a, Serge and I, I think both have a couple different citizenships. And so mm-hmm. I grew up with this idea that like, if one of the countries was really bad, I could <laughs> jump to the next one. But are they both woke? Well, I'm uh, British Canadian and American. Okay. So it's not looking good yeah. on all fronts. <laughs> I'm not totally sure where I'll go after this, but uh, I, I, that idea that like you could leave or like that this country wasn't forever is like definitely something I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know? Cause that's why my parents yeah. left the countries they were in. Yeah. All right. Radioactive rat says, Tim, for the reverse shark tank, I work for a tiny animal shelter in Northern California, one of the poorest counties in the state. As a rep of the shelter, could I request specific donations we desperately need? Uh, Right now, I don't, I mean, I don't know what to say. The idea I had was people are ragging on Mr. Beast. They were calling it demonic. Yeah. What he did. And I'm like, we can do MILF Manor or we can do Mr. (laughs) Beast cures blindness. I'll take Mr. Beast any day of the week. Yeah. So I, I, I said on the on the segment, we should do a reverse um, Shark Tank. Uh, reverse, uh, uh, what's... Altruistic Shark what's, Tank. Is that what it's called, the Shark Tank? What's the show? Yeah, shark Tank. Dragon's, Dragon's Den Shark-Tank, and yeah. Shark Tank. Dragon's Den's the British version of it. Reverse Shark Tank, where uh, it's a bunch of philanthropists and people go in to express why they need charitable donations. I think we'd want to refrain from people who are like, my dad's dying of kidney failure needs... Because that's like really horrible to make someone come and beg to save someone's life. But we want to keep it as a possibility. I think it's more so like it's foundations and billionaires and nonprofits come in and talk about the work they're doing. So it's basically like I run a charity that saves animals. Last year, we saved 3,000 dogs by providing them emergency kidney dialysis. And they went on to live for five years with your contribution of X amount of dollars. And then the whales, because they're not sharks because whales are nice, will determine how much they want to give. And if they do, and it'll be very similar, it'll be like. How much, what are your expenses every year? How much of the money that I donate goes to the actual cause of mm-hmm. helping these animals versus paying your administrative costs? And then they'll say it's 20%, which is, you know, really, 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 really great. Uh, 80% of the contribute of the money goes towards, and I, I think that's the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, because that would be that that show would function as the money source for people like Mr. Beast that don't have money. That he, someone will come in and be like, I have a plan to cure a thousand people's blindness with this technology, this yes. is the surgeries, and mm-hmm. then the, the charity can fund the process. And, and you then, can do it thematically, like one episode is all animal related, right? And then you can contrast like how different services are helping this it's, cause. It's, it's basically just the same show, but with nonprofits. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shark, uh, Shark Tank could even do that and have an episode yeah. where it's charities that come in and say, we run a charity that does these things. We are looking for $500,000 to open a new building that will provide you know, children with, with meals and a warm bed, blah, blah, it's blah. Such a, it's, it's impact investment. It is the dawn of the impact investment age. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, great yeah. idea. And then I was saying, you know, we should uh, have a marketing movement where companies use their marketing budgets to compete for doing the best thing. So I, I will pledge this. Depending on how much ge- revenue we generate this year, we will not be buying Times Square billboards. Instead, we will use our marketing budget to, I don't know, make a video where we cure blindness. 
just rip off Mr. Beast because if everyone started doing that, we'd have no blind people nice. or with cataracts at least. But we can do something like that. We could uh, use our marketing budget to do something really cool. Impactful, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Helping injured athletes, you know, PRP, platelet-rich plasma, things like that. All kinds of things. I mean, that's expensive. Uh, yeah, there's the probably reason, people more in need we could yeah. we could help mm-hmm. and problems we could solve. Well, yeah. and there are probably people you've had on the show who would partner with you to do stuff, right? Better I mean, idea. We buy 500,000 lottery tickets. Uh-oh. Yeah, and give them out. And somebody's bound to win the lottery, you know? <laughs> and then use that money towards whatever. No, no, they can do whatever they want. You know, it's like, we just give out lottery tickets. That's our, that's our, that's our philanthropy. Uh, we, we're a nonprofit that gives homeless people lottery tickets. Ooh, fingers crossed. No, but, that, you know, I, I, I think we'll do that. I think instead of buying billboards, we will produce a video akin to a Mr. Beast charitable giving. Because mm-hmm. so, someone said, put your money where your mouth is, Tim. If Mr. Beast is doing it and you're saying he, people should, you should. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, right. Let's figure it out. We'll figure out what to do. Yeah, the the thing about the blindness thing as well, Ian, is that it's really cheap, and the surgery takes like ten minutes. Oh wow! Very. It's not really that expensive, and it it, like you know, obviously it's expensive, a couple grand, but some people don't have a couple grand, and it takes like ten minutes. So that's why they chose that to be like the thing they would do for a lot of people. You know, man, let's uh, kick it into overdrive if it's that easy to do, and people just need a little kickstart. Yeah. Yes. All right, Kobe Johnson says, Tim, longtime fan since the old studio days. You should get. Peter Zahan on one evening, get great insight into geopolitics and oh, yeah, the end yeah, of globalization. Yeah. Ian could have a field day talking about graphene. Yeah. Look him up. Maybe we should uh, yeah, read him up. He was on Rogan a couple weeks ago, three oh, weeks cool, ago. cool, cool, yeah. cool. On Rogan. <laughs> That's so he funny. On, he was, he was, he was right on, right on top of him. They were yeah. running down the street. Just making a move. <laughs> Amenthi says, Bill in Last of Us was gay in the game, but it wasn't a focus. And his relationship with Frank was strained. Bill also doesn't die in the game. I like Offerman in the role, but I hate these changes. Yeah, I think in the game what happened, like Frank got bit and then Bill had to kill him or something. No idea. Something like that. All right. Merle Gray says, the reason why all the scenes y'all described with the dad and the notebook get the emotion of love, how, how to use because it involves a sacrifice, just like when Jesus Christ died on the cross. I mean, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, I, I, I don't, you know, seeing like two grown adult men I don't feel anything over that loss because I view them both as self-sufficient, capable right. men. And it's like... It also seems cheesy and corny. Forced? Yeah, yeah, forced. Well, and I think there's nothing noble in this. Yes, death, there's nothing right? noble. There's yeah. nothing that we're like, sure. man, if I were in that circumstance, like I hope that I have the character to like, like he's letting someone who's apparently dying die and then he's also killing himself so he doesn't have to deal with a post-apocalyptic right and, there, and the political motive behind it yeah you know, it's just overtly woke right. yeah and there's, that, there's, that turned people off probably yeah, there's yeah, yeah. there's no actual love building in it mm. like there's nothing i see that actually shows a relationship of love i just maybe it's because they're both men or maybe it's because they just didn't write it well enough that's the problem with but, a lot of modern art is they tell you that they're in love and then you're supposed to have feelings but they don't actually play you. it out mm-hmm. over the course of the process like yeah. I'll, I'll put it this way episode two Tess sacrifices herself to save them and there's this really disgusting scene where the zombie is his the fungus is coming out of its mouth and then he kisses her and it's going into down her throat or whatever but like it, I think her name's Anna Torv, the actress. Her emotion and her acting in the I'm going to sacrifice myself for you and she's knocking over like fuel cans or whatever. It's like you can feel it. And then it's really sad when it blows up and then Joel is like the one thing he had in this destroyed world is now dead. But like this 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 episode with these two guys, there's like literally nothing there. It, they, it shows them arguing with each other. Were they both healthy? 
Like nothing. Not in the end. Him? In the end, one oh. guy was sick and dying, and, and oh, okay. he's like in a wheelchair or something. Okay. How was Bella Ramsey in that show? She's cool. Yeah, she's I think, good. I think the show's really good. Look, I think that episode was really, really good. I just, hmm. I don't connect with that emotionally. I, don't, I just can't <laughs> understand it. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just like, if it was a woman and a man, there would be a dynamic there I would relate to or understand. And maybe that's just me. But I will say this: that movie Bros. Where it's like a gay oh, rom com yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. flopped. Billy yeah. Eichner. Movie. If you're going to do a gay romance thing, The Last of Us episode three is how you would do it. Like mm. the guy, the prepper guy, isn't actually gay. He's 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 been alone for three years. Humanity's been wiped out. And then when this guy shows up, I guess who is gay? He's like, I've only ever been with a girl or whatever. And so it's like it's a weird dynamic, I guess. It's interesting, but mm. it's like the Bros movie was just weird, lewd. Mm. Yeah, totally. kind of over the top, gross. I think people are just seeing it too much. It's overexposed, right? Because I think there was that Disney movie with the gay character or something that was supposed to be, you know, you know, like a big hit, but then it completely fl- flopped everywhere and then didn't do well at the box office. So I think people are just fed up of the, uh, you know, overt political messages in in culture and in Hollywood. And stuff. I, I think I think the issue is. It's just relatable to a very, very, very small portion yes. of the population. Yes. If if it was his brother mm. in this, and it's like, you know, one day he, he he sees his trap is sprung, he looks out and he sees his brother's there and he's like, oh my God, John, where have you been? And then right. it's like he's smiling and he's like, I, I've been alone for three years and you made it back. I thought you died. And then in the end, his brother's dying. Like, I would relate to that and be like, oh man, that's so sad, you know? It sounds like um, like a gay fantasy if they yeah. wrote it like gay guy meets straight guy, but straight guy falls in love with him, <laughs> yeah. and now he's gay too. Like now he's gay too. That's what I think too. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's read some more. All right. Curtis says when Putin said something to the effect of America is full of Satanists, I couldn't disagree knowing that porn uh couldn't disagree knowing that porn is one of America's top exports. Well, a lot of Blech. people feel that way. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. All right, we'll grab some more super chats. Rod Undefined Rod says, Tim, the gun channels have been destroyed by YouTube this past week. They even uh, struck Ian McCollum for a suppressor video, misspelled deliberate. Um, We are are planning on having uh, some people on talk about this. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't want to say too much because we're in the process of booking everything. I don't know when it's going to happen, but they're tweeting about it. I just went to YouTube. Tim Pool calls out Hassan Abi. What is this? Calls out. I, I don't know. I just saw Wait, what? That the, that, Tim Pool calls out Hassan Abi. It's Hassan. It's on Hassan's channel. <laughs> what? I didn't. I agreed I with Hassan. Come on, man. Wait, come wait, on wait. The show, hold dude. on. Hassan wrote that? Yeah, I think it's on his show. Calls out. I literally agree with him like yeah. four or five times. I yeah. think he's right. Yeah, but he's if you master. say agree with, you're not going to have as many clicks. Come on, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says, as I call him out? It, Tim Pool calls out Hassan Abi, yeah. Shout out, maybe. Yeah. I was like, Hassan complaining about how it's how some YouTube guy's got to make this video. He's right. Yeah, but he that's controversy right. gets That's clicks. a good point so that if, if Hassan was like, Tim, if the title was Tim Pool's pretty cool, no. it wouldn't get, it'd get like <laughs> half the, it no, might no, no, get no, no, more no. views. I disagree. I think at him. this point, if Hassan wrote, Tim yeah. Pool actually agrees with Hassan over it. Mr. Beast, people would click it to be yeah. like, yo, what's and this And the word about? agree is really big. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I, it was the craziest thing when, when Hassan's like, I'm, this fills me with rage that it's up to some YouTube guy to, to, get, to, get, to give these people this 10-minute procedure. And I'm mm-hmm. like, he's right. Yeah. Why, why is our society where we've, we, we need entertainment in the form of helping people with this 10-minute procedure? Why can't we figure out a way to solve the problems that are happening in this country? Totally, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I agree with him on the solution to these problems, but he's right to call out it as a... As a mm-hmm. Look, I will take Mr. Beast over MILF Manor any day. <laughs> But I think we can do better. 
And as yeah. long as we're giving $100 billion to Ukraine, someone pointed out, let's just give $2.5 million to every uh, homeless veteran. Yeah. Oh, yeah, someone I'm said. Like, sure, how about Mr. we give Beast. him 500000 and Mr. Beast gave uh, solved a hundred thousand or a thousand people's blindness. He could have bought an M1 Abram for the Ukrainians. What was he thinking? But it was a <laughs> joke. <obviously. laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, aid to Ukraine isn't going to stop anytime soon. No, that's for sure. I I got I got I got to look at that video. Yeah, I want to watch it Calls later. Out. I'll send it to. I you. think I said like I probably disagree with him politically on like how we we solve it, but he's completely right about that being an issue. And people are ragging on him. It's like he's not mad at Mr. Beast. Yeah, he's mad at like the system, and I agree. He's gotten under your skin. That's the I'm, market. That's the magic of his marketing and titling right. here. Yeah. I'm I'm pissed that we gave 100 billion dollars to Ukraine before fixing our bridges, our roads, our pipes, right. our schools. You got kids drinking lead and all this other garbage, mm -hmm. and then these leftists come out and they're like, "Can we fix these pipes?" And everyone's like, "Yes." Yeah, yes, actually, we agree with fixing the infrastructure in this country. Instead, for some reason, our politicians just go blow up kids overseas. Yeah, anyway. but, but now the leftists are saying we can do both. We can fix the yeah. lead pipes and, and we can aid Ukraine because, you know. <laughs> just print more money. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why I say I, I didn't criticize him, but maybe he's criticizing me because I said we shouldn't be funding the war in Ukraine and we should be funding. Oh, yeah. the, I'm telling the, you, this the, title the has really gotten you. He's won. Yeah, I saw this meme well, today. Good saying, for him. I remember, you know. remember when they, uh, Donald Trump said he was, they were saying he was going to cause World War Three, and now they're like, yeah, let's start World War Three. Yeah. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member over at TimCast.com so you can check out our uncensored members-only show that's coming up in about one hour. We record it right after we wrap here, and then we upload it, and it's not so family-friendly. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL everywhere. You can follow at TimCastNews on Twitter. Do it. You can follow me personally everywhere at TimCast. Samira, do you want to shout anything out? Um, yes, follow me on Twitter, Twitter uh, at Samira Khan, S-A-M-E-E-R-A-K-H-A-N, and tune in for the uh, after show. Right on. Oh. Uh, I'm Hannah Claire. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should go to TimCast.com and click on the Read tab to see articles from me and the rest of our team. You can follow me personally at on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. You can follow me on Twitter at HCBrimelow. And you should definitely follow t at TimCastNews on Twitter. It's excellent. Go there immediately. I'm Ian Cross and follow me on the internet anywhere you can find Ian Cross on. I'm probably that guy. And God, prayers to the people of Dnipro uh, up and down the river and Kherson. Uh, it's a rough, it's a rough, uh, it's the best for all those people. Everyone there, healthy, calm. Let's make it happen. And uh, yeah, you can find me anywhere at surge.com. Um, I took a poll to see if you guys like to see my music in the future. We'll see how that poll goes and I'll abide by that. But uh, yeah, it was a good show. Thanks, guys. See you in the after. We will see all of you over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Cheers.